Welcome back, everybody. Welcome back to Phil's Recap and Review. This is for The Walking Dead Season 10, Episode 19, One More. And if you haven't already, please hit that subscribe button and join me for the last three episodes of this season of The Walking Dead and a lot more shows coming up soon. But wow, what an episode of The Walking Dead. It's been a long time since I've been able to come out here and say, I think that was a good good episode of television. Sorry, my phone just went on to like tell me that to alert me that I started my show. Yes, I started my show. Thank you for telling me, phone. But I have to say, yeah, it was a good episode of The Walking Dead for me. I'm sure some people might have differences of opinions, or maybe it's just because my co-host Joe Dirty Locks isn't here tonight. But here I am tonight. Hi, everybody. Welcome tonight. This was an episode of television that was just really about three actors. There wasn't a lot of stuff going on, and... To me, it was similar to what they were trying to do last week, but this week's episode was a lot more successful in that kind of episode. And I think all three actors kicked ass, and it really didn't matter what else was going on in this episode. I enjoyed the three performances, especially by Seth Gilliam, who, who I've been a huge fan of since The Wire and Oz. And I feel like this was one of the first episodes that they really gave him acting to do. Instead of just going up there and doing some stupid Walking Dead stuff, it seemed like in this episode they gave him legitimate monologues to do. And the actor that played Aaron stepped up to the plate too. And then you got the frickin' T-1000 in there too. So I am I know some people might come out here just to hear me trash The Walking Dead. And trust me, Joe will be back next week. And if he didn't like this episode, he'll let me have it. But I, I'm... I am shocked to say I really liked this episode of television. I enjoyed it. And... I think it was a scaled-down story, but I think all three actors really kicked ass, and that's what made this episode work. But I'm, of course, not alone as well. I might be alone this evening talking here in my apartment, screaming by myself in my, I was going to say my mom's basement, but not anymore. <laughs> but, of course, I have with me the live motherfucking chat. Let's see what the chat has to say right now. We got... Peter Griffin, Preacher Needs a Sandwich to Help His Cataracts. What's up, Jay? Celebrity Bikini, great to see you. Uh, we see Siren Thomas, great to see you, Siren Thomas. Thank you for joining me over here tonight. Christian, sa Christian says, I really enjoy this. I did. I'm almost shocked to come out here. And I know some people might be tuning in here that don't watch every week that pop in. And if you do, as I said, please hit that subscribe button, jump in the live chat, share your thoughts on this episode of The Walking Dead and The Walking Dead in general as we roll into the halfway point of this bonus half bonus group of episodes before we head into the final season next year and this was the first one of this group that I've been actually excited about the the first episode of the season with Maggie I thought was all right a little dry at times but enough to keep me entertained last week's episode I won't lie I thought was boring this is one of those examples of how you can do a bottle episode and you can do these kind of episodes if the acting and the writing is on no offense against Norman Reedus or the guest actress that they had playing his uh, going to show up again girlfriend sometime or Carol in her bit part of last week's episode, or Dog's performance. I mean, Dog definitely deserves an award for last episode, last week's episode. I think his acting deserves at least the golden nozzle, muzzle award, or something. Something needs to be done for Dog. We need to get there. But I think this episode, you really did have three awesome actors, and it didn't matter what the material was. And on top of that, whoever wrote this episode decided to pariah off the right thing with the deer, the deer hunter thing towards the end, which really got me emotionally invested. There were a couple of big monologues. It was funny. It had a couple of moments of action, but the intensity in this episode really 
got it for me. And I, w- I was shocked. I went into this thinking almost, I think at the end of last week's episode, Joe and I were like, oh, a bottle episode with Aaron and, and Gabriel? Uh-oh. What could this be? But I don't know. Something about this episode really worked for me. And it 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 re it hammers down my point. I was just, I had a Yosemite Sam moment there. Hammers down my point <laughs> that this show works better when they can scale it down to characters I give a shit about. And when the, when they have characters that I give a shit about, you can do minimalistic stories or bigger stories and it doesn't matter because I'm invested in the characters. And when you have someone like Seth Gilliam who killed it in Oz and The Wire and is just a really great actor and you relegate him to a moment here, a moment there and don't give him extended monologues, don't give him a chance to laugh hysterically on screen and just have some fun on screen, I I think you miss out. I think this was his... Fuck, fuck it, I'll say it. I might be hyperbolic as shit. I don't care. This was my favorite episode for Father Gabriel in the entire series. This is the first time that they've actually flexed his acting muscle. And if you haven't seen The Wire or Oz... I highly recommend both of those shows. Uh, he's neither a... I guess he's more of a star on The Wire, but... And and Oz is a complete ensemble piece, but he's got important parts on both shows and shows off his acting chops more than he has on, on this show. So it was great to see him get material. I've always liked Aaron when he's on screen. Of all the newer characters, the groups that we've met since the Alexandria time, he's probably my favorite. And, yeah, I... And then I was going to say, who else? <laughs> and then the Terminator, you, you, who tends to always give you good, understated performances. And this was a great performance by him. So I'm I'm flabbergasted with excitement. I almost wish Joe was here to pour some cold water on me. But if someone in the live chat or, or wants to call in and leave a voicemail, 781-990-8509, or leave a text if I miss your, vo- your chat for some reason at that same number, you can see it on the screen. Please let me know if if you didn't like this episode, or if you did like this episode, love to hear it. And you can call that 24 hours a day, seven days a week. So, let's go. Did I ever answer? Yes, I did answer it on the last one about uh, about Rick. Do I think that Rick's going to come back? Yes, I do think he will be back at some point in time. Andrew Lincoln said on several occasions that he regrets leaving. And I do think, one way or another, he will be back again. Let's go. Okay, let's see what else everyone... Let's see if I'm... in. If I'm, if if people think I'm fucking crazy here, that I like this episode, let's see what the let's see what the chat has to say. Let's op- let's open this up to the motherfucking chat, okay? Let's open this shit up. Here we go. We got some motherfucking chat. Holy shit, Christian! I really enjoyed this episode. We got Fandom D Saint. Great to see. I don't know why I said that. I like Howard Cosell. The name Fandom D Saint makes me want to say it like how. And here we go. We got Fandom D Saint in the live motherfucking chat. It makes me want to say it like an idiot. Well, I mean, I say a lot of things like an idiot, but that's one of the top things. Hey, hey, Fernandez T. Dang, how is The Walking Dead on? I hated it a long time ago. I'm here to see you. I'm, uh, But I'm here to see you. Enjoy it, Phil. Usually I don't enjoy it, Fernandez T. And thank you so much for popping in the live chat, Fernandez. You are freaking awesome. Uh, the Walking Dead is usually crap. Tonight was a rare example of... I just want to throw cliches out there. A clock is right... A broken clock is right twice a day. You throw enough shit at the wall, eventually something can stick. You put three good actors in a room, they're going to make something decent happen. Uh, whatever. Or if next, if the next three episodes are a trend, I'll be excited going into the final series. If last week's episode was the 
anomaly of the extra boring shit going on in this half, you know, that that's fine. I, I can accept I, I'll accept that and be excited going into the final season. Because but if this is if this is the last really good episode of The Walking Dead, I'll take it too. Because whatever, it's been a while. I've been I've been starving walking through the desert and someone handed me a cracker and it might be the best cracker I've ever tasted in my life I might be going this is a Ritz this is a Ritz because I watched watched last week's boring ass fucking thing and so this episode seems really extra exciting I don't know what it is either way I didn't hate it fandom I'm noticing when Joe isn't here the episode is more is easier to digest it's funny you say that uh fandom I sent him a text right after I watched the episode that said, I don't know, I don't know who you figured this out with, but it seems like so far the trend is you're not here when the episode's all right. So we'll see if that continues next week when we have our, what seems like we're going to get right into the Stormtrooper thing next week with a, with a uh, Eugene and what's her name? Princess episode, it looks like for next week. So, Fernandez says, when the whole area has no zombies and you let one walk up to him by them, but you have an AK, what the fucking hell? You seem happy, says Celebrity Bikini. I am happy to be out here streaming tonight. It's, I wish, I wish Joe was out here because it would be fun to talk to him about an episode that I'm confident that doesn't suck. So even if he was telling me it sucked, I could fight the good fight against him. And it's good to babble. You know, it's good, it's good to babble and be out here. I feel like I have a lot of built up babbleries built into me right now. I'm ready to drink. I'm ready to have a drink. I've been drinking all weekend. I'm excited. I'm excited to talk to you guys tonight. We're going to get through this episode, get into a recap here, talk through, and then maybe I'll babble a little bit, a little after show discussion, depending on what time it is. And, uh, and I also drank... I don't drink Coca-Cola often, and this was my once-a-month Coke tonight. And no, I'm not talking about other kind of Coke. This isn't this isn't code like hippie activities. This is me. I'm excitable anyway, so I shouldn't drink caffeine. Literally right before the show started, like drank a glass bottle, a Mexican glass bottle Coke, which is unbelievably delicious. Like like I I mainlined the whole thing right before the show because I felt kind of passy outy. Or not pass yet. I was just a little groggy. So this is me caffeine ready. <laughs> and I still have a I still guess I still have a little bit of the Coke. But if I might have to run in. Maybe maybe if I get Phil take a shot on the wheel later, I'll uh I'll have to run in and finish that Coke. So you literally can see me jump through the screen in in obscurity. We've got Santivia Major in the live chat too. Oh, good to see a bunch of friends popping on in here. And I'm excited to be back here and make this a trend on being out here on Sunday evenings again. So you guys, whenever you whenever you can jump in and jo- jump in to enjoy us, you know you'll know exactly when I'll be on here. So thank you, Celebrity Bikini, and I'm always excited when I get to see your profile picture. Dog had the best performance last week. He definitely did. I did answer your question last week, Jay. Uh wait, was it the boar that killed Robert? They ate it. Lancel, that idiot, grabbed it. Just for you, I'm gonna watch it tonight. For an tea. don't don't hurt yourself. As I as I was saying to Tony last week, friends don't let friends watch The Walking Dead. I'm sort of TV Stockholm syndrome here, so I don't know how it's gonna look to someone completely outside of it. But as someone who's watched every episode of The Walking Dead, I'm sort of conditioned to a certain level of like slop. Like they're feeding me the slop, feeding me the slop, and tonight they gave me Captain Crunch. So. I, so I I don't know how it's going to taste for you out of context, but I do appreciate that. So definitely check it out. Jason Voorhees, I saw your message, not the one that you just retracted, but the message you sent earlier in the chat. I felt the same way. I actually, surprisingly enough, enjoyed this episode. This is what happened to the T-1000 when he became 
Useless like Iron Hook, like the last Terminator. We got Iron throwing in the live chat. Call and text 781-990-8509. We have a text from area code 850 that says, Phil, great to see you. Love your hair tonight. Oh, thank you. You're, you're sweet. Uh, great performance by Robert Patrick. Great to see him. Yeah, no, unbelievable performance by Robert pa Robert Patrick. He's very good at these kind of bit parts. He was in sort of a bit part of The Sopranos. Uh, was he in a little bit of Prison Break too? maybe? Like, he shows up in little parts in shows, and he always g delivers a strong performance, as well as, obviously, the T-1000, the iconic role of that, too. So, yeah, I thought he he was well-casted in this role. You could tell he had a lot of fun doing it, and he brought a lot of life to the set. I don't know if it's like similar to when a band brings in a musician to jam on their album. The Beatles said when they brought in Clapton for When My Guitar Gently Weeps, they stopped fighting for five minutes. I don't I don't know if maybe he, him coming in made this episode more exciting, possibly. Uh, it maybe turned into something because he seemed really invested. I listened to a few minutes of the talking, you know, <laughs> the talking echo chamber show over there. And, and Robert... Robert Patrick was like, oh, I'm really invested to see how people are going to view my character. Am I going to be a villain? Are they going to be sympathetic? Like, he was way into it and talking about how much fun they had on the set. So I don't know if he maybe brought in a cool energy, being excited to be on the show, being on a what he considers probably a more popular show than he's been on for a while. So, yeah, no, I think he – yeah, no, yes. I don't know. I just wanted to say every possible <laughs> response to what I was saying. Maybe he was the T-1000 doing it. But, yeah, Jason, that is what happened to him. Do you think there's do you think they're setting up for the spinoff? Well, no, not if the spinoff is featuring Daryl and Carol as your main featured players. I do think The Walking Dead could be set up potentially well at the end of the series and the end of the Fear the Walking Dead for a anthology kind of series where you have different smaller groups of episodes being produced. I think that seems to be where I feel like this is all going, but. I could be wrong. I don't think they're set up strong for what has been verbally out there put as the spinoff. The, the, I don't think – I want to say that – I want to believe that Daryl could carry, carry a show. Daryl Carroll could carry a show, but I don't think they really could. I think last week's episode was a good litmus test of how, what that would feel like or if that was a good litmus test of what that would feel like. I'd be incredibly bored by that show. I would rather something similar to what these six episodes feel like in general, that each one of them are shorter episodes or about completely different things and have them even be completely more separated stories from different time periods during the during the apocalypse. But I don't know. We'll, we'll definitely be talking about that as The Walking Dead ends and as we look at the Rick Grimes movie, the Michonne movie, and talk about that a lot more next year as we look at the final season, seeing what direction they push this to a conclusive endpoint or leaving this open for many other stories to come. I'm I'm curious at this point. I'm going to see. I'm also curious to see how much fanfare or excitement they can build for a final season of The Walking Dead kind of run. If they can bring back some of the audience that they've lost. And I think that's probably what they're hoping by announcing that. It's like a going out of business sale when you're going out of business in two years. Radio Shack tried that like seven times. Radio Shack is the walking dead in this equation. So, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. They're just Or Toys R Us did the same thing. We're going out of business. We're back. We're going to business. We're back. I think the walking Dead's going to do a little bit of that. <laughs> okay. So, but I don't think they're setting up great. I didn't watch this episode, but I hope you guys did enjoy it. I actually did enjoy it. No, Phil, you did not like that. I did, Merle. Don't hate me. Don't hate me. 
Hey, everybody. Great to see everyone. So someone tell me what happened. Oh, I absolutely will, Santivia, because you know why? Because I'll tell you exactly what's going to happen, because you guys all know why. Because of it's going to be a... Recap! I just kicked my mixing board. That was that was too I'm too excited to recap. <laughs> I've got to be careful. I'm getting older. I could die in one of those recaps. <laughs> okay. So, I will tell you what happened, Santivia. I wonder if getting drunk was hard for the dude that plays Gabriel. Uh, what's up, Fernandez? What's up, Akiti? Oh, great to see so. No, this show has sucked for years. Yes, it has. And that's why I've been starving, starving in the desert. And even a broken clock can hit, can be right once a day or blah, 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 blah. Just because the show, just because a show doesn't produce good episodes consistently doesn't mean it can't produce another good episode sometimes. And I do think there are other examples of that where you look at shows like Weeds or shows, uh, I'm thinking to think of other shows because there are other ones, or Heroes, where like the show gets shitty or lost, gets shittier than it was at the beginning, but occasionally they'll pop out a good episode. This seemed like that for me. Even if, even if we'll see next week if it's a trend or we'll see if this was an anomaly. And at least for me. So, uh, so but Merle... As always, I bloody respect your opinions, mother mother effer. And just in honor of that, you know, me saying I like this episode deserves one of these, right? Okay, I'll shut up and get into it. Let me, Phil, why the fuck did you drink caffeine? Yes, why the fuck? Because I, I needed to wake up a little bit. I did. And it was my it was my once a month Coke, and I like it. <clears throat> I'm I'm using it as an, as an excuse. This is I mean, am I much? Is this much different than I usually am when it really comes down to it? This is also the first time I've streamed this weekend, so I have a lot of pep and vinegar built up in me. So Crystal Coke is a deadly drink. Your energy, do you, sir? Have you made the advent calendar yet? No, I'm going to make it for the final season. I am definitely going to make that, though. We're going to get that. It's going to be back on my back wall here or wherever if I end up moving in the new location. it's going to be, We're going to have a giant or it's, it's going to get the arts and craft kit and I'm going to make an advent calendar for uh, the finals for the final 24 episodes of The Walking Dead. We're going to, do, we're going to get to the final season. I can't jump the gun here with these last three episodes. we got, we got to, we got to get to the final season. I don't know if I'm going to make it there. Like If I make it there... I'll make it any anywhere. It's up to you. Shut up. <laughs> Shut up, multiple personalities. Okay. So, uh, <laughs> oh, I love you too, Fernandez. You're fucking amazing. I have way better pictures in my videos. You should check them out, Celebrity Bikini. Yes. That's a, that, <laughs> that, that, is, that seems like a plan for later. Coca-Cola Classic. Red, white, and you. I've seen Captain... Crunch syrup today couldn't do it. Robert Patrick was an SOA and Mayans, awesome. Yeah, he was an SOA. He's a great. He's just a great actor. He pops up in a lot of awesome things. Hello, spin off the House of Zombie Dragon. I'd watch that. I remember Radio Shock. Fuck Tor Toys R Us. They worked you to death. Did you at least get discounts on Funko Pops? Is that how you got a lot of them? Uh, and uh, recap. And the Simpsons is always shit. Phil, I love you too, Merle. Pie Day. It is Pie Day. Or it is Pi Day for a little while. I did celebrate Pi Day by making a pizza, but I don't really need. I don't. I don't need excuses. I don't need freaking excuses to make pizza, but I used it as a freaking excuse to make pizza. So, 
as I mentioned, let's get into this recap of this episode. And so what, what was I saying? Right from the get-go, good atmosphere, good episode. And we open up to another one of these little speeches. We hear one of these speeches thingies. house is a tower the righteous enter and are safe i fixed the stupid audio thing but you know that's just that's just to get me to shut up for a second which opens up the existential question what is pie is it how far can you speak your pie <laughs> there's a lot of answers to that question Ion. that is a, that is a very existential question we might need to get into the uh oh gosh Ben W thought this episode sucked. Awesome, Ben, bring it. I want to hear. I want to hear what you thought sucked about this episode. Bring the hate. We love hearing the hate. Bring the hate. It will make you feel strong. Looks. We'll, we accept the hate here. I. I was the idiot that liked it. I want. I want to hear it. I need. I don't have my co-host Joe Dirty Locks to tell me why it sucked. I. I need the excuses. Oh, it's the 14th over. Let me go wish my cousin happy birthday right quick. Uh, but Ben, thank you for popping in the live motherfucking chat tonight. And uh, time flies this year. It's crazy. I, I know it is It is ridiculous that we're already... I mean, a lot of people say that in different years, but this year feels exceptionally quick to me from this year to the last year. So, But you're welcome to welcome to the party, pal, for, uh, for Ben W. And let's get into the recap of this episode. So we open up on a dandelion with blood and a bunch of walkers with Aaron and Gabriel in the middle of an already, like, let's be fair. If you like this episode or not like this episode, the very beginning, first few seconds of this episode was at least already more, a little bit more exciting than all of last week because we saw some blood and, and there was, and they... They seem to be focusing a little bit too much on the whole concept of looking at the flowers. You know, that was one episode where Carol's like, look at the flowers millions of seasons ago. It seems like we keep coming back to that theme, almost like in a Star Wars movie when you're where when uh, I, I don't like I don't like the look of this or I think we're in trouble, guys. You know, one of those stupid, uh, stupid sort of sayings that gets in, gets thrown in over and over again on Sons of Anarchy. Every once in a while, almost almost every episode, one character goes. Jesus Christ. <laughs> or I get that. Or there's like certain terminology that exists within shows and somehow the flowers thing just became just became something. So uh so we open up to the dandelion and a bunch of walkers with Aaron and Gabriel in the middle of an already more exciting than last week's. We see blood, we see a splash in the flowers. Look at the flowers. Then we see Gabriel and Arian and Arian. <laughs> And Aaron looking through the group and they find one skull of a dead person and uh, Aaron wonders what would happen and Gabriel's like, we will never know. So they throw off a, a rock off a walker to see if the animated walker is still alive and the walker comes alive to kill it and then Gabriel sets an egg timer and it rings and then all these walkers pop up in the tall grass and it's time to killing, kill stuff as they're going. Basically, they're looking at a map and they're going through all these spots that Maggie... I guess this is where this is where this episode's not clear. What exactly were they doing? They didn't set it up at the beginning. They're just suddenly on a mission with a map that Maggie left looking for food supplies, I guess, is what the plan is here. And one more refers to the fact that they want to keep going to another one, another one, another one. So they haven't really found anything, and they get into the all of this. Philip. Uh, says, did you watch? Did The Walking Dead ditch shooting on film and digital cameras? The show look, looks. I honestly, I agree with you. I don't know what the difference is. I don't know if they're using just a different filtering system in the 
in the after production point but i agree with you the show looks different i noticed it especially in one of the scenes where aaron's kind of walking through the dark it you're right it almost looks more digital than film because the way the eyes kind of pop through it, it was a little sharper at times but then at times it does still looks like simulated grainier so you could be correct they could have changed the stock that they're shooting on and instead of shooting on an actual film they're shooting more on high-end video of some sort uh good eye because i i was actually watching that as well at some point mr mr auger uh so uh Time flies when you're having fun. But Ben M, Ben M, I'm, I, I guess I have like, I just flip flip letters around instead of Ben W, Ben M. Yeah, Maggie's worthless map that ultimately ends, ultimately, drink. Mm -mm. <laughs> Not intentional. Uh, which ultimately ends up completely fucking worthless, fandom. Worthless. Okay. So they throw it, and I thought this scene was visually good generally good i thought this this episode in this half season so far has you know at least some of the camera angles and stuff they're you know they're up in their game from where from season seven and eight as i mentioned this is one of the things that i do think is a little bit better in the production value of the show i know some people could argue so we see the egg timer thing then we get the intro song we come back in gabriel's on the hunt for something the story we see a walker in a window and aaron's reflection again a decent shot as they check the cars to see if there's anything good they find basically just one can of one can of food then we see two more cars and we see a sign that says jackpot as we come back in and uh let's listen to a little bit of an audio of this clip right here play the damn audio miles And uh, so Aaron, they eventually come up to a walker and uh, Aaron beats the shit out of it to try to get through. And then they, uh, <laughs> Gabriel climbs to the roof of the building and he finds this couple all cuddled together on a bed that died together. And aw, fucking assholes. No, <laughs> I'm so bitter. These fucking assholes dying together. Romantic bullshit. I don't fucking like it. They find this ladder. They clear the room, but there's nothing there. They start moving. They kill the walkers through the door. Gabriel looks and... Oh, my goodness. Gabriel looks and we see, see someone was here and we see them tied to the mattress. Lovely skeletons. Okay, so Gabriel clears it up and we see on the roof it was also written, Save Us. And this is all foreplay. This all beginning part of the episode. Real, I mean, I could almost yada yada the whole beginning part of this episode. This episode starts when they get to the we the warehouse. Really, like this whole beginning section is almost foreplay for the actual episode. So we get another a couple of other decent shots as Gabriel falls into the mud and he's being surprised and he asks for a little bit of help and uh, gets kind of jokey and the map is all ruined. And they hear some, uh... There's a water tower by our last look. So the map fell down and is all ruined. And, and Gabriel wants to keep going. He says, oh, we just need to go a little north a little ways. And Aaron shuts this shit down. We just need to head north oh, until we see it and then... We are not doing this without a map. It's only an hour away. I don't care. Fine. We'll follow our tracks back.
and the rain came and they start walking back through and the rain comes and Aaron asks if this is on the map as they come across a warehouse. Greetings, Casey Randy. Great KCA Randy. Awesome to see you in the live motherfucking chat, my friend. What is up? And excellent to have you here on Sunday night. I guess it's good to have you here talking about a Walking Dead episode. Because I wish I had something more exciting to talk to you about. But this was a decent episode of The Walking Dead. So, okay, so we're back into the building and they look around. And they find some books and other stuff. We see some pages ripped out of a Bible. Wait on to that. That comes back later. And then Aaron's saying, hello, hello, anyone here? And he's looking around, looking around everywhere. And it seems like someone's in there. And I think they gave up way too quickly. But whatever. They, it's, it's, it's kind of a funny little segment that happens here, too, where Aaron is looking around and he can't find anything. And he's saying, help, or he's saying, hello, hello, hello. And then eventually he just starts screaming. It's just that was... um. And we, it's, it's a real tense moment where we see Seth running towards him. And it's like, oh, my God, are you all right? Are you all right? And we get into a room and Aaron had just killed a walker. And he's like, oh, it came at me. I didn't know what to do. And Seth just starts making fun of him. Or, excuse me. Gabriel starts just making fun of him that he starts freaking out because it's a walker. These things are commonplace at this point. And then I love Aaron's reaction. He comes back. And this is where it's somewhat decent writing i guess or at least good character moments where they're bouncing back and forth where aaron's like these things are fucking scary like would you ever get used to something like this uh, so let's listen to a little bit of this that was quite the scream these things are vicious clearly no hence scream <laughs> all right. <laughs> Let it all out. Oh. <laughs> this almost sounds like an outtake with how much he's laughing. Are you through? In <laughs> this this laughing right here very much reminds me of his performance of Clayton Hughes on Oz, anyone that's seen Oz, the way he's laughing like this. It's bringing back some of that. Oh, area code 201 sends us a text message that says, Phil, I was really surprised. I actually did like this episode. I haven't liked The Walking Dead in a while, but I keep tuning in to watch your show. Thank you, and hello to the motherfucking chat. Thank you, area code 201. Oh, Lord! <laughs> You know what I feel like? I feel like getting what? drunk. <laughs> Dinner. And yeah, he he just gets like super delirious, funny, crazy laughing, and I think he, Seth pulls that mode off extremely well. This might I might for the next what, how long have I been on for the next uh, forty five minutes might just wax poetic about how much I like Seth Gilliam as an actor and always have and don't get opportunities to say it much because I can only talk about Oz or the sorry well Oz or the wire so much I can't wait for that eventual future wire recap uh, breakdown series crap that I'll do with Tony one day in the future someday but and I'll talk a lot more about his performances in that but 
this is him at years later, like even better at his craft. So I, I think he was playing, having a great time playing in this episode. And it was good to see the actor that I've loved before because I've seen him. I didn't want to see them Duran him, like Game of Thrones Duran him, with what they did to my buddy Bashir. Where can I see him? Where's Bashir? Oh, his face is kind of cut off. Yeah, is he cut off? Where is Bashir? Yeah, you can't really see him on that thing, but his face is turned. My buddy Bashir on uh, Game of Thrones, they just caught him by the balls. He's a good actor, and they brought him on Game of Thrones, and they didn't let him do shit. Sit in the, sit in the fucking chair and get his ass kicked by sand snakes. You know? Come on. <laughs> Spoiler alert. <laughs> Spoiler alert, they screw with Dr. Bashir. Okay, so back in the building, they look around, they find some books and some other things. Gabriel laughs his ass off, and and Gabriel wants to eat and get drunk. So they, they end up finding some, like, Tickle Me Elmo kind of toy. I remember news footage of people in toy stores trampling over each other to get them. Yeah. Gracie's going to go nuts. One for Coco. So they get, they make this, they found some boar, they have some whiskey, and they get into the whiskey. And this creates an interesting scene that is, again, is a nothing scene. And this is where I can see where someone popped in the live chat and said they really hate this episode. I can't argue with you because if you're not into the minutiae, acty kind of business of this, it could be another boring episode just like last week. Not much happened. It's a human peace episode and if you were sort of checked out and wanting this show where what i always preach about excuse me the walking dead does action and and gore and in intensity and big things better than it does personal stories i feel like the show doesn't usually pull off things like this well so i can kind of see it and maybe i'm biased and i'll accept that maybe i'm biased that i really like i really naturally like two of the actors that were in this episode and the actor that plays Aaron, I've appreciated him enough, to, and he brought his A-game in this episode. So I could be biased to this episode, but ultimately it is just a lot of business. You know, it's a lot of, like, theater stuff. You know, maybe it's the theater geek in me that likes this episode, because it is. It's a lot of monologues and discussions. This whole episode could be a freaking theater show. Could be like could be like a three-man three show that they produced on stage. There's not a lot of stuff that needed to be in a TV show. And I'm not saying that is a bad thing. I'm saying that's part of the reason why I liked it. There's, there's episode, like the episode, the fly in breaking bad. And I'm not saying this is on that same level, but in this, in the way that it's just sort of a scaled down show with just a couple of the characters last week, as I said, the same thing. And I think it's, if you put it on the scales between this week and last week's, my son had to tickle me, tickle me, Elmo. I had to get it for my little cousin that year. <laughs> Sand snakes in bikinis. Ladies and gentlemen, coming this year from HBO, another Game of Thrones spinoff. You want House of the Dragon. You want Dunkin' Egg. You want Game of Thrones Amination. But what you, you really want? You want sand snakes in bikinis. Sexiness in dorm. It's like Baywatch meets something. <laughs> Crap. It's like Baywatch meets a turd. Live. And yeah, I had to get the Tickle Me Elmo for my little cousin one year. 
and uh, and that was one of the that was one of those years I actually ended up in lines running through sh running through stores chasing after gifts. I've done it a couple times for myself too, but more for video game things like trying to get video game consoles. I think the Wii was was an adventure to try to get, and I just like ran from store to store trying to get that freaking thing. And I remember I got I got the game I got Zelda Twilight Princess before I ended up getting the system because I pre-ordered the game somewhere and I was like I'll get the system the day of no big deal because right? I was still organizing my funds and then I went to the store and I was like the next person in line and I got caught out as like I was waiting for concert tickets they're like nope nope leave get out so then I had a like I left there and ran to another store and then ran to another I like ran around to like 20 different stores and got turned away at each one of them till I eventually went to where the fuck was it I think, so, sorry, fandom, I think it was Toys R Us, and they handed me one of those, like a ticket that said, on the next shipment, you'll be number six, 16 or something. And and then, like, a, a week and a half later, I got a phone call that was, that was, uh, <laughs> that's like, come on, come and get it. Come and get your Wii and come play with it. And then I went and I, I waggled my Wii for years. End of the stupid story. <laughs> Everyone can have a drink on me right now. Okay, so they get the little tickle me toy. They eat and they drink. They have a small amount of whiskey. And we have this business scene that reminds me of something you see in a community theater show. And because of that reason, I fucking loved it. Yes, that's all we get. Why? It's just whiskey. No. No. It's not just whiskey. It's never just whiskey. It's perfection. <laughs> it's rare. It's rare. <laughs> this bottle easily cost over $2,000. And now it's crap. The fact that people would pay that much to get drunk is a huge part of what was wrong with the world. The point isn't to get drunk. It's th just take the cup to your nose and sniff. Sniff this, you motherfucker. Take a moment. Check. Okay. Tell every me what smells you're getting. Okay, everyone, if you have a drink right now, don't drink it. Just sniff it. Sniff your drink. Tell me, what aroma do you get from your drink? Vanilla. I get nuts and bananas and potatoes. Pay attention to the finish, how the flavor evolves. <laughs> wow. Wow. Drink exactly. it up. Now we eat and the meat will taste even better. Okay, a small subtle note coming up here as Aaron, I think, or, or it's in the next clip. Okay, Aaron appreciates all of that business, but he's like, let's get down to drinking. And you hear that slow-ass music. This is a subtle little thing that I actually enjoyed in this episode. You can hear that background music. It's all sl slow and like... Doo -doo 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 -doo. Once Aaron goes, let's let's turn this shit up and like get drunk. Listen how it like doubles, double times. And I, I, I kind of dug that. It's a small little thing, but I enjoyed it. Listen. Lit. Hey, listen. Hey, Link, listen. Rare and all, but, um... <laughs> Siren Thomas smells wine. Centovia smells tea. Celebrity Bikini smells coffee. Chardonnay mm -mm -mm, smells like alcohol to me. Everyone toast up for your drink right now. And let's, let's, it's the, it's the time of the show when people start getting drunk. So we honored them on this we all lost an hour's sleep, most likely, wherever you are. Or not everybody. I'm, I shouldn't assume. A lot of us lost an hour's sleep tomorrow. It's going to be freaking cold as shit. 
Let's uh, let's toast a drink because Aaron wants to get drunk as we hear double time. We've had a rough day. We've had a rough day. We've all had a rough day. See the double time it there. Do 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 Motherfucker, 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 motherfucker. Bullshit. Oh, oh motherfucker! Yeah, here we you go. Then call. I don't have enough to call. Well, spoons time. Sorry, that, that, that music made, oh, let me turn that down. <laughs> that music made me feel like spoons. So, uh, great to see so many of our friends in the live chat tonight. Thank you for a bunch of our friends from the After Dark jumping over here and checking out my channel and jumping in the live chat. Celebrity Bikini Fernandez T, Siren Thomas, and of course, the wonderful Santivia, Santivia Major, who's been with me forever as well, supporting me. So, thank you, all of you guys. I lost out an hour of my paycheck. Fuck David Daylight Savings Time. It fucking sucks, right? What's up with that? You can't, you know, they just steal the hours. It's bullshit. I don't, I could do a whole thing on the annoyance of it. I'd rather get the extra hour of sleep. And I know some, someone's going to be like, oh, it's just normal after a day. Tell my fucking body that, right? Tell, tell, tell my body that, my internal fucking clock. But whatever. <laughs> It has been a while. You can't take it with you if you got it. Spend it. I agree with that, especially with I never understood expensive alcohol that you see, especially with something like that, unless it's worth big money and you're kind of saving it for the money factor. But when it really comes down to it, especially an expensive piece of food or or uh, or alcohol or wine or whiskey or whatever, like it's made to drink. That's that's why they made it. Right. I want to say it's an episode of. Frasier, but it might be an episode of something else where they get a really, really expensive glass bottle of something, and it's like gone bad, and they drink it. It's like a like a ten a thousand year old bottle of wine. I forget what it is. It's not that old, but like five hundred year bottle of wine or whatever. And they drink it, and it's like, oh, tastes like crap. Or it's something else where uh, some character eats. Oh no! It's and then there's the Seinfeld thing where Elaine eats the cake that Peterman buys the 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 old Kennedy cake <laughs> with the like with with, with and he's like oh funny Elaine you know you're not fired but I can't do a Peterman I can't do a fucking Peterman voice so let's 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 scroll down the line on the fucking chat hey hey Phil what have uh it's been a while since I drank um si Siren I'm I'm just just a week off recharge week. We'll be back. We'll be back in, with action next week. But uh, but uh, yeah, just did just didn't come just didn't come end up coming together last night. Uh, if you got it, share it with me, and I'll spend it. Absolutely, unmarked helicopter stole it. <laughs> but yes, I uh, I I, mi I missed I missed last night as well. I was in a uh, drinking silly mood, but I can confidently say we'll be back next week with more after dark fun. And uh, there was probably an episode of it like that too, Merle. But I, I've never fully watched that show, just seen certain episodes. Okay, let's continue. Let's finish up this episode and get to the exciting part of the episode. As we continue with Aaron says, you know, let's just get drunk. They hang out and then they start playing some polka. They start playing polka like Big Kev. <laughs> bluffing people. Oh yeah, this is just 
This is ex I recorded the audio too quickly. Oh yeah. Again, I want to jam with this music and play play a like a washboard. I missed yours as well, Siren. So this goes on back and forth. I'm not going to play every little clip of them talking, but they hang out. They play cards. They bluff each other. Gabriel bluffs his ass. What do you think about God thinks about you drinking? It gets into this really cool monologue. That I, again, it's hard not to want to play it all, but hard sharking for the proper free training. But he talks about so whiskey class in the seminary. Actually, yes. His friend. Yeah. I'll play a few seconds of this. Oh, serious. I had a mentor, Reverend George. He was a good friend and a great teacher. And my first class with him was at a boy's funeral. Tommy Franklin. He died of cancer. He was on his freshman year at college. And now, I don't, I'm not going to play. I mean, I, I'm going to start getting like emotional and stuff. No, but it's a good monologue. He basically gets into the fact that he, he had this priest friend, the guy that trained him when that guy died, uh, he ripped off. He, he ended up getting drunk with him, teaching him about whiskey. And they just hung out with the family and like listened and spent time with him. And he taught him the important part about just spending time with people, real people, blah, 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 blah. And they also get into this thing about Aaron's like, dude, you need to start preaching again. Yeah. No, you do. I'm going to be mad at you if you don't. Oh, so cute. I'm going to be Listen, mad. I'm going to be mad at you if you don't. When I was out there finding people to bring to Alexandria, I felt right. Helping people was right. We haven't done that for a long time. We've got to get back to it. Atari dad, great minds and... I was going to say, ironically, mine as well. Uh, <laughs> I, would say, I was saying basically this, a similar thing. This, this episode came off to me very stage play-like, and I think that's why I liked it. Um, because I tend to, I mean, I am, having gone to theater school for a while and been in some plays and been, like, not, not very good, but, you know, I was there. I, I did it. Uh, and I was in it, so I have sort of an affin natural affinity for this kind of shit. And when TV shows can kind of take the time and do this and do it well, I think it works. It can come off as 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 overly indulgent and too dialogue heavy for some people at times. Uh, but if you're gonna do it, do it well. And I think they did it well in this episode. And I, I've said this a couple of times. Did not do it well in the last episode. I don't want to preach anymore. Why? You really think things are going to go back to the way they were? It has to. It won't. Now, what's interesting about all of this, and the reason why I'm playing most of this, is Robert Patrick's character, who comes into the play a little bit later in this episode, uh, talks or is listening to this whole conversation and uses this to frame 
the discussion that he has with them later on. Then I'm going to play basically all of that part of the episode because I do. I also want to hear it again. And for the people that haven't watched the episode, because I know a bunch of the people that are in the live chat right now. Thank you so much for joining me and a handful of you, I bet, have not watched this episode, and I don't care. And I'm, and I hope you don't care to be here enjoying the silliness, even though uh, you might not have watched this episode. So I'm trying to give you guys some context and at least play some of the highlight sections from an acting standpoint. Little clips here, and those of you that have seen this episode, as I've said, when you're watching this or listening to the audio cast later, make sure you either subscribe to the podcast or. Or subscribe to the YouTube channel. Thank you guys for checking this out. And also, as I and Throne put in there, if you want to call in or text in to make sure you get your question or comment, and you can do that 781-990-8509. And any of you out there listening to the audio cast later or watching this video at a later date, you can call those numbers or text that number 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Just reference which show you are talking about, and I will play it on the next possible show. Phil, would you like to quote King Lear, Henry the Henry the Fifth, or Merchant of Venice? Are you going to put a quote in the uh, the chat that I'm going to need to say? Um, I will say, I will say, give me King Lear. Give me some King Lear. I'll do that. I'll do that. Let's see if I only will. Or I was going to say, <laughs> that's what I will do. Okay, but yeah, don't don't worry about it. We're gonna get into the fun part of this episode, and uh, and, you, and you won't have to. Oh, we got another text message. Hey, Phil, I'm drunk watching you. It's fun. Thank you for doing this. Don't watch The Walking Dead, but I tune in to you every Sunday. You're on, and that's from area code seven o two. Thank you, area code seven o two. Okay, so let's continue. So he tells this story. Aaron is like, dude, you need to start preaching again. And they have good chemistry and they both pat. And then at the end of it all, (laughs) Aaron's like, I'm sober now. I'm going to go to the roof after the next drink and jump off. And Father Gabriel's like, dude, you want me to perform last rites? And they have a good little chemistry that goes on back and forth. They go to start sleeping. One of them snoring really bad. Aaron wakes up and they both wake up and Aaron's going to go pee. We see a light in the window, which is sort of a weird transition. Holy shit. Uh, did We got a super chat donation from Bliss, a sensitive man. Thank you, Bliss, for that super chat. It means so freaking much. You're going to get a spin of the wheel. Ooh, and you knock some points off of Big Kev taking over the stream boss title here. And, uh, and did this episode remind you of still when Daryl and Beth drank moonshine? A little bit. And it's sort of like a bottle-like episode where we see two characters getting drunk so they break out of their conditions of normal character behavior. I liked it a little bit better than that episode because I think these two actors are better than Norman Reedus and whatever her whatever and then Beth. But I do absolutely see what you're saying and I see the comparisons. But thank you so much, Bliss. Let me get the wheel for you to get a spin of the wheel. And those of you that are watching the audio cast, if you want to know what's going on, I have a little wheel here. And if you super chat donate, <laughs> you get a spin. And I have to do whatever's on the spinning wheel. So let's spin the wheel right now. Bliss the sensitive man. It landed on Phil. Take a bite of a sandwich. Oh, no. That seems like I'm getting a win-win in this situation. No, I'm a, you're, you're, you're donating and I'm getting a bite of a sandwich. It seems... 
I wish I could give you a bite of a sandwich, but I will take that in one moment. As soon as I play another audio clip, I will give you your bite of a sandwich and get a little bit more silly. Gabriel didn't have a break in character anywhere near as much as Daryl did when he was drunk. Excellent point, Atari Dad. Uh, yes, sir. When you were born, we cried that. When we are born, we cry that when we are coming to this great stage of fools. There shares your quote, fair Tim. I mean, Merle. I mean, Mr. Merchanga. They have better chemistry, but the characters aren't as good. Excellent point, uh, Changa. They, I think them as actors have best, better chemistry. And Changa, great to see Changa in the live motherfucking chat. Great to see you, buddy. And uh, I always feel like it lands on a damn sandwich. It usually lands on filled drink. It hasn't landed on a sandwich in a while. But but, but I'll, t- I'll take it. I'll take it, Bliss. Thank you, Bliss. I appreciate that. And great to see Changa. Thank you, buddy, for jumping on in the last chat. Oh, take that last bit of that Mexican Coke. Is that, is that really which one? I'll have to play a song in a moment here. Next audio clip, I'll go and I'll drink that last bit of Mexican Coke for the, uh, as part of the, uh, part, part of the, part of the, part of the, uh, the sandwich ritual here. Okay. So the next morning, Gabriel is alone. He's all alone. Next morning, Gabriel's alone. All alone. Oh, and we hear a noise in the dark and we see some hooded guy there. And he's just he just turns to him and he's like, listen, buddy, what you cooking? What you cooking there? What are you cooking? What you cooking? What's it taste like? What? You sure do look pretty in that hat. What were you cooking? What you cooking there? And even if I didn't know he was already in this episode, once you hear him, you hear him at one point in the scene as Gabriel's looking around, you hear the grunt, and you're like, oh, I know that grunt. Or, or, how was it? The boar. How was it? Did it taste good? It was good. (laughs) So do you think my wife's pretty? So do you want to fuck her? Is that what you want to do? You 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 want to fuck my hu- you want to fuck my husband? You think he's hot? So you want to do it? You know, that's basically one of those kind of discussions. Like, oh, so what what do you want to do? <laughs> I'd like a bite. <sighs> Scary as shit. The Terminator is frightening. He's got this, he's got a weird sort of scratch. I didn't get, my screen's very dark in my television. So I couldn't see exactly how his face was fucked up. But it looks like he got into some, like, very hardcore altercation of some sort. He's he's looking scary as shit. And it's the fucking Terminator. Oh, oh yes, apparently it's Maze. That's, uh... (laughs) Terminator M-A-Y-S. That's uh, Machine Awareness... Yosemite Sam. Yeah, that, that's that's his that's that Terminator's uh <laughs> cuz he's dumb and he gives up his gun to <laughs> to Bugs Bunny Gabriel by the end of the episode. <laughs> that goes, "What's up, doc?" and knocks him in the back of the fucking head and kills him. At fo- at first I kind of thought it might be a dream sequence as well. Cersei loved that boar. She uh she uh she did. She- Cersei's the one that set the whole situation in motion. She got them drunk. She had Lancel supply them that bottle of whiskey. We we know what Cersei's up to. Sick, sick woman. 
Atari dad. I thought Robert Patrick's character said his name was Mace. Uh, that would have been a made his death kind of funny. <laughs> that would that would have made that would have been all the hilarious. And then if uh, then Gabriel would have had to put say some goofy one liner to that. Well, now I see why his name's Mace. You know, so, something ridiculous like that. Uh, I th it might have been scarred. It was scarred because he got into some sort of altercation with his brother. It might have been the, a knife. Ay, 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 I got the knife. I wonder if Christina Loken could have been intimidating in this role. Was his face... I Was his face scarred from a knife? It could... I, I'm not sure exactly what it was scarred from. I'd have to get a... Maybe I should try to find a visual... Like a uh, close-up picture of him from the episode. It's probably up by this point. So... He, so he gets into this asking him what he's cooking thing. So then we come back in after the commercial break and he's eaten. It's it's a really like creepy eat. You know, this this some you know, this some creepy eating. This was some creepy eating. He's just like, mm-hmm. So you fucked my wife, huh? Mm. That's good. No, it's some good it's some good good punch you made. Mm. That's delicious. So so what what'd you do with my wife last night? Was what, what'd you cook? <laughs> she was the Terminator in uh, T three. By the way, uh, she I knew that name sounded familiar. I wasn't sure exactly who it was. I like I like that reach. T she wasn't she, she wasn't really even an actress, was she? She was. I remember hearing a whole thing about the casting of that movie and who they wanted originally. Originally, wasn't it supposed to be China Doll? Like, that's who Arnold wanted in that part. And then at the last minute, they ended up turning to her. I could be making that up, but somewhere in my head, I have that memory that originally it was supposed to be China Doll in that role. And that's who Arnold was champion championing for it. But it didn't work out somehow in the last minute they got her and she was like a model or something, not even an actress. May says his brother came at him with a knife. Okay, yeah, I'm... And I love how, in retrospect, listening to that, he never says he killed his brother. He says, I handled it. I kind of assumed, I think I even wrote in my notes, he killed his brother. So when I saw his brother at the end, it was like, oh my gosh. The arrested development moment when, <laughs> when we see his brother with long hair, like George, George, what was George's brother's name? I forget what George's brother's name was, the twin brother. Was it Phil? No, was it Philip or something? Whatever, whatever his name was. Okay, so let's continue in here. So, yeah, he's eating and he's cutting him off. Let's listen to a little bit more of Robert Patrick. Yours. I came here with a friend of mine. Have you seen him? No. Can I ask what it is that you want? Seems like you're the ones that are wanting. Why not break into my place? Eat my boar. Drink my whiskey. It didn't look like anyone lived here. <laughs> we didn't figure that boar got into that room by itself. We were just looking for food. We meant no harm. Oh, that happens to me a lot no with some movies and TV shows with some certain actors I thought were in roles and they really weren't. Mandela effect's a real thing. <laughs> You should know that we're part of a larger group. I love how Gabriel right there, he turns around. He starts going after him uh, with kindness first. And this whole thing is a bluff. And in fairness to, I guess, spoilers to those who haven't seen the episode, the end of this, 
ends up with him with them convincing Robert Patrick to let them go. But excuse me. But he knows and he even says it through this whole thing. He's got a read on Gabriel. He's like, you can't bluff me like you could bluff your friend. And even right to the end, he's like, father, I don't believe you. And let's hear how this all evolves. More than 20 armed fighters. They'll be coming if we don't get back soon. My own bluff is he says you buddy in your little card game. You think it's loaded? There aren't a lot of bullets left in the world. Tantrum! So I love that. You think this is loaded? He's like, oh, there's not a lot of bullets in the world. I, uh, I, I want Chibs to show up, too. I wouldn't be surprised if he shows up in the show eventually, too. And they get into this whole thing where... He used the he uses the Bible paper for toilet paper because it's thin and it's everywhere, and and then they he and then we get into the whole thing that he was listening to him and watching and listening to everything that they said last night. I do believe evil people aren't the exception to the rule. Right there, they are no. I was drunk. A drunk tongue's an honest one. There's nothing left in this world but these and murderers. No. And then this is when things start getting intense. And and he he goes, "You're close." He gets it to him. He's trying to break him down. He's trying to be like, "Listen, you you know, you're you'll do anything. You'll hurt anybody. Even if Gabriel didn't kill him, how do they think they would have reacted to revealing? Oh yeah, I forced my brother to kill his family and then chained him up. And th- and that's the point I'm going to kind of get to by the end here. And those of you that saw this episode, or even those of you that haven't, are kind of following this along. We, the more we learn about Robert Patrick's character in the whole situation with what he did to his family, and he basically admits it here through his discussions with Gabriel. Gabriel gets him to admit everything because he's he he does what his mentor taught him, uh, connect with the person to get them to explain themselves, but he always has an agenda. Those are the people you need to be the most scared of. You know, the ones that can kind of be that can shapeshift to situations and tell you what you want to hear in the moment, but really have their own agenda going on in Gabriel, the character they set up really well in the first part of the episode, him learning and how to compartmentalize like that. And then we see it dictated in the episode with him and a little obvious on the nose. Cause it's the walking dead. Then we see him in a poker game. I'll bluff Aaron, who's still naive enough to believe things and believe in things. And then we see it in a real situation in active process when he relates to the guy, then bluffs him and then shows what he really the real truth, the pragmatic leader, essentially one of the leaders of this group. That's like, we can't bring him back. He killed his family like he made us try to kill ourselves. With guns, the the bullet could have been in those first two rounds. Like, what the fuck, Aaron? We're bringing him with us, you big dummy. You, so, so I like that, and I like how that they showed that on multiple levels in the episode. It worked. Feel goodness. You just have to look for it. His Who name was Les Packer. Convince, Padre. Me or you. Yeah, and his brother chose to kill his wife and his daughter. Fuck him. 
Fuck Gabriel. He's a found. Gabriel's is a founder. Confirmed. He needs. We need Odo to. Uh... Close to what? Okay, so then he brings in Gabriel. I mean, he brings in Aaron. And Aaron's tied to the chair. He unties one of his arms. This is when everything gets intense. Really intense here. We, we, have, we are starting to have a deer hunter-like moment about to happen. One in six chance. Here you go. One in six chance. We've all seen the movie. <laughs> Fuck this. In fairness, I'm going to speak for Joe. Why didn't one of them go just turn the gun on him and try to shoot that guy? I guess because you, know, you don't know it's a sure thing. And once once Robert Patrick knew the next round was a sure thing, it gets intense. This was all maybe all just a game essentially for him too, and I don't know. He, he just expected at that point. He has that Joker kind of moment where he's expecting, and it is kind of like the Joker thing. Will you blow up your friend eventually to save yourself? Well, you got a choice. Each time you can point it at yourself. Fandom, I, I'm going to ask that. I want to ask that question or I'll ask that question to you right now because you brought that up. Funny, you don't want to bring Maze, but you're willing to bring the brother who stole food and came at Maze with a knife. Were they going to bring him or were they going to put him out of his misery too? I don't know. I honestly don't know. Was that, was Gabriel just doing it again? And when that guy dropped the gun, they were just going to, he's just going to shoot him too. I don't know. It seemed like they wanted to bring him with them at that point and save him because maybe Maze made up the story and framed things in a different way. But I don't know. It's With the duplicity that we saw within Gabriel's character this evening, I wouldn't have been surprised if it would have happened a second time right there. I knew he was going to die. I just didn't know how it was going to happen. I kind of almost expected Gabriel to be the one that did it. Or a man sitting across from you. Yeah, Gabriel would have taken the shot if he had the gun with the bullets. I I agree with that too. Aaron was a little bit more still overwhelmed with the situation. We saw him scream at a walker earlier in the episode. And god damn it, I'm gonna say it again. This isn't great, amazing, you know, we're not watching Better Call Saul here, but it is good to be able to talk about an episode of The Walking Dead and talk about character motivation and have it actually like check out. <laughs> you know, like I, and so I I appreciate that. Thank you, you assholes, for making a show that I can actually pick apart tonight and have some fun talking about and I really do hope Joe comes on next week and rips me a new asshole it's like the show sucked fuck you and uh it's gonna be great to have Joe back next week but this is fun tonight to 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 actually talk about this like it's a like it was an episode because because it was it was an actual episode of television to talk about excellent good whatever you know or if people didn't like it whatever it's still something happened it was, it was a character moment. We had some character shit. Exactly. Oh, it's so great that you said that, Santavia, because I was going to mention that when in the previous scene where he's talking about what he learned from his his mentor. I, was, I think I had in my notes, but I breezed past it. Something along the lines of, oh, you mean you've learned from your mentor that, how to lock your constituents in a constituents, not congregation. <laughs> constituents your congregation in the church when when they're about to die so they can't get out so yeah you know this is this is a this is a fucked up guy don't 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 let him fool you 
Or I don't think he, I don't think he's fooling anybody. But that's why I'm saying like I wouldn't have been surprised if he killed the other dude too, quickly, quickly. So yeah, okay. So Robert Patrick continues with this. He brings out Aaron. Uh, they shoot back and forth Where once. We're not doing this. And then you both die. How do we know you won't kill us both anyway? You don't. Dun, dun, dun. We can make this right. We need some laughter here. Get you a new board. Not about the board. And what is it about? Enlightenment. No, not, no one more than I wants Joe on these. It's almost not worth doing podcast doing if I if I didn't love talk coming out and talking to you guys and needing just any excuse to come out here. Damn are you, Father. The Walking Dead would be just a Joe thing. I wish I wish he was available more than every other week, but it'll be good to have him every other week in rhythm again. Let Joe get back into his rhythm. So Gabriel's the first to go, and he shoot and he shoots himself. No bullets. Then they go to the net. Then Aaron take, gets the gun. He shoots too. Uh, nothing happens. And then they, it gets even more intense. It raises up the intensity. And then Aaron's like, "Why the fuck are you doing this?" It was crushed. Oh yeah, he, Robert Patrick asks, "How'd you fuck up your arm?" And then he turns to Gabriel and asks him how he fucked up his his eye, because he wants to start again. He's the Joker. Hey, everyone has a breaking point. That's that's the vibe that's going on here. Break, Jokery mixed with Deer Hunter. A construction accident. Heh heh heh. Sure, butthead. Who blinded you? No one. It was an infection. What, you wanted to hear that someone plucked my eye out? Or chopped his arm off? Why? To prove how evil man is? That what this is about? You think I'm gonna shoot him or he's gonna shoot me? Quiet! Hey, pick it up and point it at your head or his. Now! Now! family sorry my microphone my brother and his family and we were on the road and i saved their lives more times than i can count and then one day i wake up and there's my brother stealing the last of my food and he just stares at me and then he comes at me with a knife and what happened i handled it I'm 
blame my brother. So he very clearly says, I handled it. Like at first I thought he, he meant he just killed him, but obviously he meant he handled it by tying them all up and making them all play Russian roulette and watching his brother kill his family. Because he gave me something valuable that day. He didn't give you anything. What did you say? So you wall yourself off in here, believing that everyone left is evil or only out for themselves because it's easier to accept than the truth that you meant less to your brother than some Now, what's fun about all of this is this all ends up being a fucking bluff. Food. Gabriel. No, he's going to hear this. Now, I know something about looking for the meaning in things, but most times there isn't any. No answers. All no a fucking bluff. Design. Your brother didn't give you any enlightenment, just a ripped up face, and you're so full of hate that you can't see that you're about to murder two good people, and for what? To prove what? That you aren't any different. Yes, we are. It does, Ahmed. It does. I said pull it! Here are you! Who's it gonna be? It really does kind of feel like a social experiment. I think that's what works about it, because I think... For me, anyways, The Walking Dead always worked best in that context. Putting your, not that I necessarily put myself in a position, being in the Russian roulette position, but in the sense of the, those sadistic kinds of choices. Being put in that position where Shane is in that first season. And yeah, I said Shane, trigger word for some people. But uh, when he has to shoot the dude, when he gets the medicine at the end. I think what is interesting is when we are put in these moral dilemma kind of moments. And you can make the intensity work. And I think for me, again, for me in this episode, it came together in a satisfying way. And for The Walking Dead, which has disappointed me so much in the last few years, it felt better than it probably should have felt. But I think that's that's a big, big thing. Part of this episode that works is that feeling making it feel a little bit like a social experiment. It's like the Joker forcing two, but I, dude, I was, it's so funny you said that. I was, I totally referenced that a, a little bit earlier. It is absolutely like that mixed with the deer hunter situation. It's like the Joker, put, Joker putting someone in the deer hunter situation. And I love it. <laughs> what about Gracie? You want to see her again? I think the only intensity that doesn't work in this situation for me, not I wouldn't say doesn't work for me in this situation, is no part of me ever thought Aaron would have shot Gabriel. Uh, the tension becomes if Gabriel, I mean, if Aaron, Aaron would have shot himself or if he would have taken a shot at the Terminator who would have just liquefied and then the bullet would have just bounced right through him so it wouldn't have mattered. But I'm wondering just from a tension standpoint, would it have felt, would it have been a more like you're not sure what's going to happen if Gabriel ended up with the gun? I guess no, because you want to have the reveal that happens after this at the end here. It's a bigger surprise with with how the scene conclu concludes. Not a surprise, but it's, uh, I definitely didn't necessarily see it exactly coming in that way. And it, it definitely like popped me like, whoa, okay, okay, that makes sense. So let's listen to the end of this section or the episode is nearing its conclusion. Thank you everyone for sticking with me tonight and joining with me for this fun. Not going to end right when the episode's over. We're going to have a little bit of an after show discussion, but 
Uh, but yeah, we're getting towards the end of this episode, the the little peak of it. And oh, we got another text message from area code eight three three. Uh, it's a shame that Robert Patrick's character died. I would have liked to see him on the show again. Uh, and the chat's right about Gabriel. He never forget what he did at the church. Okay. So yeah, no, I mean, you, you can't forget about what Gabriel did in that situa situation. It's he, he, he had, he like, he held the door. You shouldn't hold the door. You should only hold the door of your Hodor. But yes, no, fuck, fuck Gabriel. But thank you, Eric code eight, three, three. So, uh, bum, 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 bum. you can see Gabriel was more in control while Aaron was very emotional. Absolutely. Like, Aaron is all emotion. And I think that's one of the strong points of him as an actor as well. He he has very expressive actory eyes that are very emotional. You can see the teary's, teary's in them and the emotional points. Uh, Ahmed says, what I find frustrating is that they could have gotten the board drunk, tied it up, and brought it back to Alexandria for breeding. Yeah, they just, they get, they got pretty selfish with that boar. They're like, We're, you know what I feel like doing right now? I feel like dinner. And then they just killed the boar, considering all the hungry people right now. Uh, yeah, it was selfish that they just sort of ate the boar. I wonder if they were planning on bringing, like, the leftovers home. Oh, uh, yeah, we couldn't find anything. <laughs> But yes, that's a good, that's an absolutely great point. And thank you to our texters tonight. And any of the texters, if you guys want to leave voicemails, you're absolutely welcome to do that. Again, at that number, 781-990-8509. Maybe it's carcage with full of carrots. Uh, you, what I find, you can see that Gabriel was more in control while I was emotional. Maybe it's carcage with full of carrots. It's, it's yes. Uh, so, uh, sorry. Uh, oh, no, we did get another text. I'm too drunk to call in. Okay, thank you, Eric. Code eight three three is too drunk to call in, so you can keep texting. No worries. So, uh, da, 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 da. Aaron is. Where are we in this? Okay, let's let's play, and I'll configure it out. Well, then you know what you gotta do. Oh, here we go. What's good? Look at him. You want to see your daughter again or not? Yes, I do. Then what are you waiting for? So it seems like this might be the it for it for our buddy Aaron. And he's about to do it. Three, two, one, stop! And then the Terminator stops him. This is who people are! This is truth! You're wrong. I was wrong. People in this world are capable of more than just killing each other. Like this, listen to this stuff, okay? Like at this point right here, Gabriel is, he's already killed him in his mind. And yet someone, uh, Gabriel is breaking bad. He's reached the tipping point and he's become a bad guy. Let's see how far that goes. Let's see if that becomes an interesting plot point going forward into the next season or it's something that they just don't follow up on in a rewarding way. If this is a setup for a future sort of, seeing where Gabriel's character goes, that he's going in the Shane kind of direction. That might be a step too far if they get into a more civilized sort of environment eventually. Uh, it might be interesting to see where that goes and having know this actor, that actor can play stuff like that very well. So, uh, so yeah, it'll be cool to see where this goes from this point because right here, this is some duplicitous fucking shit going on right here. They still love still sacrifice your brother didn't give you any truth he just betrayed you 
Oh, we're never stopped, Santivia. <laughs> and if you punish others for his sins, then you're no better than him. Now, you weren't always like this. Come with None us. us were. Join us. You have to remember who you were. I know who I am! I do too. You're a good man. Good people who've been broken by this world. You don't have to be like this. You there can do it. Way. Our community is real. It's full of people who were lost and found their way back. You can too. We can help you. If you'll let us. I feel like he... There's a few times where he just almost died. Especially in the last group of episodes when he was saved by... Uh, by Maggie's group. Father. I don't believe you. And I would agree with you there as well, Chenga. I don't think that's one thing he doesn't play well. I I don't think he I don't think he plays the dynamic of that relationship. They haven't sunk up enough time into understanding the way that works, and not as natural as her relationship was with Abraham. Uh, and and then she bounced to who she was with that other dude too, and and then somehow like in an off season that we didn't see how it happened. She ended up with Gabriel. Like it's it was almost how it started, so it was hard to just basically put them together in that way. At least so yeah, I always had kind of trouble with that dynamic too. It's un but it's non-believable. Did I just say it's non-believable? That's that's bad. <laughs> Is there any way to scratch one's nose without it looking gross? Look up here, up. I was kind of ho I, I could have seen, a, I could have seen a way this episode was spun where Gabriel did die in this episode. It almost would have been. It's like poetry. It rhymes, George Lucas. Uh, if his brother ends up killing him at the end scene. <laughs> And then Aaron kills the brother, like, and then Aaron walks out of there alone. I don't know. I'm not saying maybe it would have been a little cliche, but it, I tend to agree that Gabriel feels like a character that's on borrowed time. And this felt like a final episode for him or in a way it could have been if it was shaped in a slightly different way. And you had topped it off with, with the twin brother shooting him and then shooting himself when Gabriel tries the same thing on him later in, later in the scene. Uh, that might have been a really crazy way to end the episode, and yeah, I, um, maybe an interesting way to say goodbye to Gabe, to say to him where his shit just doesn't work. You see, you see it work working in the wrong situation where it shouldn't have worked. I don't know. Maybe that would have been cool. Why Ahmed also? Oh yeah, Shane Judas' father. Exactly. <laughs> Remember who you are, Daenerys. I was just—I was gonna say Dracarys, but for some reason it was gonna come out as Nostrovia because of the vodka. <laughs> Wait, Phil, are you talking about Miss Hot Pants? Yes, I'm talking about your girlfriend, Rosita. <laughs> Why do the Walking Dead characters forge in dry rural communities that have been picked clean? I would have went to the city to find food. 
food. And thank you for uh, putting the number in the chat. We're getting a bunch of texts. I got two more texts. I will get to them because we're getting close to the end of the recap. I'll get to your final two texts. If anyone else has a last-minute voicemail or text, now's the time, 781-990-8509. Or anytime's the time, but, you know, if you want to get it in towards the end of, end of the show here, some final questions on this episode, please do. And also, as I said, I'm going to open it up to questions about any old silly stuff in the end for a little bit as it's still fairly early. Um, moving on. Yeah, cool. So uh, Gabriel gives the pushback. He doesn't care. So let's listen to the end of all of this. So eventually he puts away the gun. And it's all cool. It's chill. He unties Maze. Aaron and says, my name's Maze. It's Maze. I'm a good guy. It's okay. I trust you. My name is Maze. Smack! Gabriel picks up Aaron's arm, the, the big freaking spiked Maze thing, and smacks him in the back of the head and turns to Aaron and goes... He smiles at him. He smiles at me. It's okay. It's okay. We're good. We're good. That's it. Calmly. And I love Aaron's response. Yeah, with these like crazed eyes. Are we? Excuse me. Couldn't take him with us. He killed his brother's family. <laughs> Let's just go. <laughs> I love how I, my favorite part of all of this, and I'm not gonna play it because it's it's a visual cue. Is one the way he says that, like the actor's read of the way he says that. He killed his what? He killed his brother's family. So we're not, we couldn't bring him with him. And then Aaron walks out. He's like, "Okay, we're fucking done. I'm out of here." He, he walks out of there, and Gabriel goes like this, like wipes his hands, like he's so like not that he's proud, like almost almost like a proud poker move, like handle that motherfucker. And I loved it. Just a, excellently played by Seth. Like I said, this is gonna be this is gonna be an hour and a half of me praising Seth Gillian's acting ability, and he he fucking killed it in that scene. Mace, in in the famous word in the famous words in the words of Joe Dirty Locks, knife to the back of the head. We're oh, we're, do we have Joe? Do we do we, is, is do we have Joe on uh on cue here? No, we don't. I thought I had I thought I thought Joe was somewhere. No, sorry guys. I thought I, I thought I had uh, I thought we were gonna pop Joe in here, and uh, let's let's see if we can let's see if we can find Joe anywhere. No, I don't think so. But yeah, I thought it was uh, a a really fun moment there that was surprising, and I, I wasn't sure what was going to happen in that moment. I was convinced in a way that there was no way that Aaron was going to survive. Um, I mean, there's no way that that guy was going to actually come with them. But I wasn't expecting Gabriel to do that that quickly in that moment. Joe, what do you think? <laughs> Joe thinks it all sucks. It fucking sucks. Shut up. Shut up, Phil. Phil. You don't, you'll have, you'll have to wait till I come next week where I tell you it's all a pile of donkey balls. What the fuck, 
fuck this fuck. But at least someone got stabbed in the back of the fucking head, you fucks. You fucking piece of shit, fucking king, gimple pimple fuck. I'll fuck you in your fuck. There you go. There's your, there's your Joe rant of the night. And that, everybody, is... What did Joe, what did Joe think? What did Joe, what did Joe think? What did Joe, what did Joe think? Was it good or did it really fucking stink? Okay, thank you, Joe. So, uh, <laughs> uh, so Joe will be back with us next week, and he'll he'll let us he'll let us know what he thought of this particular episode. Okay, so uh, let's finish this up here. And uh, he puts the guns away, and the unties Aaron. We go through. They take his shit. They go into the attic, and Aaron goes. He was hiding, listening to us. Where where was he hiding? So they find a little attic area. They look around. There's some older supplies there, but not too many kind of used supplies. And they find Robert Patrick's brother, also played by Robert Robert's Brett Patrick. He made his brother. His brother's like, I had to play the game, and we see his family there, all dead in front of him. That he made him play the roulette, Russian roulette game, and the brother ended up killing his whole family. And they uh, they try to talk to him and they're like, it's OK. You can come with us. Everything's fine. You, you know, everything's going to be OK. Don't kill the bunny. Don't kill the bunny. And he ends up shooting himself. At, he gets untied and he uh, takes a gun and shoots himself. And they uh, they get out of there and they look at a picture and it kind of fades out in a picture of the two brothers, Robert Patrick with Robert Patrick. So go back to Aaron and Gabriel. They they talk about the last place in the map, the tower that Aaron originally didn't want to go to because it was too far off. And, you know, he wanted to get home to his kid and and not go on too risky of a mission, so to speak. And they turn to each other and they're like, do we go home or one more? And Aaron goes one more and they fade out. And that's the title of our episode. And that's our episode of The Walking Dead. Decent episode of The Walking Dead, best one of the this half of the season, and probably my favorite in a while. Wasn't without its stupidity and its rip-apart problems. I'm choosing to look to Rorschach test, look at the good side of this particular episode rather than pick it apart. We'll save that for Joe next week um, in some of the chat or the comments to correct me and tell me that uh, why, why this show, why this episode was meh. Or why it was a decent episode of The Walking Dead. I'm curious to hear people's thoughts on it. So so uh, the podcast isn't ending. But if you guys, whenever you're listening to this, have any thoughts about this episode, check it out. If you're listening to the audio cast of this, check out Phil the Issues Guy on YouTube. And leave a comment on the video. Or you can leave a comment on wherever you're getting the podcast. There are ways to comment on the Podbean or whatever. All that sort of stuff. Okay. So... We've got three more episodes this season. Next week's episode is called Splinter. It looks like it's following up with Princess and the Eugene and Ezekiel storyline. So we're going to get a continue more 
a sooner continuation of that storyline than I think. Probably not see too much about who those people are, more just their perspective of them getting caught. But anyways, it seems it's going to be another one of those kind of bottle episodes. And then we have an episode called Diverged, who I who haven't we seen yet? Who is going to be in the Diverged episode that we haven't seen in the first few episodes? Because the last episode is Negan. So could it be another Maggie episode, possibly? Maybe. Uh, but here's Negan is our final episode, which is our Negan flashback episode. So maybe some stuff will get set up and diverge that will lead into the Negan episode. But we will have to see. So let's get let me clear up a couple of live motherfucking chats before we uh, before we call it. it call the Walking Dead part of the, the night or not. We won't call it because I will accept Walking Dead questions all evening, regardless of the topics that I go to in the last half an hour or so here. Mm. So let me get into some of the questions. Uh, Another character the writers bring just to kill or disappear last week. It was Leah. And in this week, it hurts because it was an interesting, depthful character that I feel like could have created an interesting dynamic if they at least, I don't know, I don't see how you necessarily bring him with you right there but you could have left him alive for a possible second because sh- people are bumping into each other all over the place in this show you could have set it up for another bump into this character later on down for more interesting stories with him because i do think there's there was some potential for more stuff you could have done with him even though this was a good good sort of bottle episode of the show um, Atari Dead says, yeah, years have passed, but the herds haven't seemed to thin too much. North America has a lot of people in it. Washington, D.C. was also pretty invested when they got the farm equipment. Atari Dad also adds, which was dumb. They would have been better off going to Amish country. Uh, Ellie also uh, added another character. We already mentioned that. Uh, Ian says, D.C. zombies are probably the worst. All those politicians and lobbyists, angry, hungry zombies. Uh, Changa says I feel like there has to be a ton of bunkers full of walkers out there there has to be people that originally hid and then ran out of food and then there's just bunkers and bunkers of, of walkers I, I 100% agree, agree with you there's got to be some interesting bubbles of people in different areas I mean just think about some of the major 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 metropolitan cities with how many people are in there and where all those dead people would just still be in that same circular location. Um, why would T3 have a, have a leave a loaded gun with his brother? That's an excellent question, Len. I, at first, that's one of those moments where in my mind, I auto-corrected it to the brother stealing one of their guns, but you're right. He just had the gun or he picked it up off the table. So, Okay, let's let's pick apart how stupid that is in a lot of ways because it's not like he just killed his family. It looks like his family was dead for a while. So the the games have been over. So why is the gun even there? That gun should be nowhere near the brother. The brother should just have to be sitting there watching, looking at the decomposed bodies of his family forever. No... I mean, maybe he left it there to remind him of what he did, so he'll always have to look at the gun, too. But okay, if you do that, you don't leave it loaded, just in case the guy gets out at any point in time. You don't want to risk your prisoner shooting you. So it doesn't really make a lot of sense that there would have been a loaded gun there, Len. 
So excellent, excellent point. And if anyone has any uh, reason why they think that should happen, let us know. Good evening, Ellie. Thank you for drop, dropping on in. Ahmed says, there needs to be an episode where the gang encounters an entire Walmart that hasn't been looted in No Walkers. And they spend the entire episode figuring out what the catch is. That could be a funny, that would be, a, see, that's the type of episode that would work on an anthology series. Even if you had a certain episode that had a couple of 15 or 20 minute little shorts, like you're watching an old animated series or a Tales from the Crypt episode that has each episode has a few 15 minute, three 15 minute episodes or something or whatever it is. And one of them is a couple people like just interesting characters that we bump into that end up finding a Walmart or a super giant supermarket department store of some sort that that hasn't been touched yet and has no walkers in it. And the whole episode is them realizing it, like you said, and what's the catch mixed with having sort of a Ferris Bueller's day off, good time moment of just enjoying life for the first time, you know, bouncing in, uh, playing in, uh, bouncing on trampoline in a trampoline park going in. And then the whole episode ends that they go into uh, one of those balls, you know, like the balls you can lay in. At like Chunky Cheese, or some malls have them where you can you know do do the do all the balls. <laughs> if you don't know what I'm talking about, you're thinking I'm just you know you're like you just want to say balls, but you guys know what I'm talking about the the, the little plastic balls you can lay in, <laughs> and they go laying into the balls, and then a walker eats them both because the walker's in there, <laughs> like one's in there. Well, one person died <laughs> that got stuck in the balls, <laughs> and that's what the episode ends like. I'd watch that. I'd watch the shit out of that. I mean, I'd be the only one, but I, but I but I fucking love that. That'd be great. Okay, so uh, it will be a it will be a chips episode. We do need a chips Metal Gear Princess. Yeah, it will be a Metal Gear Princess episode next week. I'm surprised they haven't tried checking out the Raven Rock Mountain Complex. That place isn't far from where they are. Uh, I said already this. It should have ended years ago. It really should have ended years ago. But I will say at least we do have an end date. And I think any change to the Apple card can kind of be good with a show that's in two. I, a show or a band. I keep referring to bands. Or in some sort of team that's made of creatively defunct because they're an automatic pilot. Now that they at least have an end point. Maybe that can add a little direction to the stories. And maybe right now what they're doing is setting up some character backstories in all these moments to set up the final run of our final big moments for all of these characters. I mean, maybe they're doing that or maybe it's just going to all be crap. That's what's going to be fun about watching the final season of this with an honest eye is going to be, will they, how bad will this tumble you know how bad of a fall will the end of this show happen or will they somehow manage to make you go eh, all right i'll watch that okay was, yeah. last couple of episodes were all right you know? a couple of shows have done that or even as i mentioned something like i keep mentioning i mentioned it a few times weeds where a lot of people just go yeah you know the last couple of seasons really sucked the first ones were pretty good but that last scene where they were all sitting on the porch smoking a joint and the song from the the uh, the first episode plays that worked, and it kind of made it okay at the end. Hmm. At least maybe maybe I was the one that said that, but you know, I say stuff, and sometimes people 
<laughs> occasionally listen. Uh, so, but yes, it should have ended a while ago. I would agree. He'll get a spin up. He took, oh, he took, okay, so I, that's what I thought to Atari. I thought in my mind I auto-corrected it to him taking the gun. I'd have to rewatch to see what happened. If he picked it up off the table, dumb move on the Terminator, and it doesn't make sense. If he took the gun off, Gabriel, you know, forget what I just said. I'd, again, I'd have to rewatch that, which I'm not going to, so I won't know. But someone that does rewatch it, or I'll rewatch that scene when the when the clip is uploaded up to YouTube or something. Chibs is Chibs is the actor from. Uh, we're referring to a character on on Sons of Anarchy. Chibs, played by uh, I forget, is it something Flanagan or something? Is that the actor's name? Uh, he was also in Braveheart and lots of stuff. He's in lots of shit. Um, he's a dude that he has like scar, like a like a a scar in his face from when he was a kid. But he's uh, but yet yeah, I guess the thing I know him the most from is Braveheart and Sons of Anarchy. But he's in a lot of things. But that's who we're talking about when we're referring to chips. But I th I thought he took the gun as well. Uh, let's continue. Oh, good. He, it has to be like burned down at the end or accident or something. <laughs> I like the way Chang's mind works. Atari dead. There has to. Then there's the Civil Republic military guys that took Rick. They apparently have a lot of shelter all over the country. That's what we're going to get into at the end of this, really, right? We're going to hook back into Rick, as Jay was asking before. Jennifer Connelly sexually riding a mechanical horse with a booby shirt. Are we talking about career opportunities now, Ahmed? <laughs> Is, so, yeah, you're talking about being trapped in this, like a career, kind of like career opportunities, which I actually saw in the theater where we have the guitar player from The Doors, like Robbie Krieger is the main actor in that movie. <laughs> they eat so much food they find at Walmart and all die from, <laughs> from the bodies getting into food shock. Ellie, how is, how is the people from Alexander and Hiltrop keeping getting ambushed or taken by prisoners. There should have been more skill by now. T3 got Aaron and Gabriel playing Russian fucking roulette. They And Ahmed says, they better provide us with an origin of the virus. I would think that the show would want to do something like that and because that would kind of get people watching if they, if they created some sort of marketing campaign about find out how it all started. Blah, 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 blah. You know, you can, you can almost see the AMC commercials and some people that television audience people that have tuned out in the show without tuning back in to kind of see how they finish this out. And I'll watch these last three or four episodes. A lot of TV shows that lose audiences when they do their final run, people will come back for the last couple of episodes. It happened with Cheers. It happened happened with MASH. It ha like it happens with a lot of shows that lose audiences. They come back for that big finale. <laughs> yeah, we do mean the T1 T1000, but it has been referred to as as the as the as different terminators throughout the evening, but yes. It is the T1000. They won't. They didn't do that in the comic. The origin isn't the point of the series. I know the origin isn't the point of the series, but I could see AMC going to the writers like, hey, we want we want to do something big for this final season. And the TV show is almost... The TV show did hint at it or hint at something having the CDC episode, which is something that didn't exist in the comic. So I wouldn't be surprised if the television show goes in a different direction, but... 
you're probably right. It's not the point of the series. The point is more probably going to be along the lines of learning to live with the dead just being an afterthought in the world. You know, like insects or, that are just around. And something you just have to deal with. And or in society coming back. You know, one of those where old man Rick's sitting in a chair reading the paper because the paper's come, the newspaper's back. Or, or he's listening to some sports ball on the radio or something. Because or, all of that stuff is back somehow it's it's going to be more of a moment like that i don't think i don't think we're going to get it but i do think that would get a lot of television hype if they hyped up learning learning more about how it happened but you're you're right it's not really the point of the series i'm just a tv geek and i'm like oh you know what i want to know i want to i need some answers it's like david chase says on the uh sopranos thing where i was talking about the milfy thing uh when you grow up on a steady diet of Hollywood television shows, you want you want conclusions to those storylines, and yeah, I can't help myself. I'm a little bit I'm a little bit like that. I need I need to uh, dot my I's and cross my J's and T's. Yeah. A virus escaped the CDC in Atlanta. Look, the thing with zombie shows is either you find a safe place or you get over fucking run. The Walking Dead prequel of making the virus. Nah, it didn't originate there. He was just making a cure. They're supposed to be normal people trying to survive normal people. that aren't going to find out how this started. That being said, it probably came from China. Oh, the last episode of Star Trek Next Generation was amazing. One of the best last episodes of all time of any series. Good things. And All Good Things was better than almost probably all the Next Generation's movies as well. So it's a shame that Next Generation movies continued on. It would have been better if that cast ended up doing like Voyager Deep Space Nine Star Trek Next Generation combo movies rather than just Next Generation centric movies. I think that universe would have worked better moved, moving on from that point rather than just putting all your eggs in the Next Generation basket because you had a lot of other star material characters with Avery Brooks and Kate Mulgrew and Jerry Ryan even that if you brought over them in the movies I think you would have been able to move some more numbers and interest points in the next generation movies rather than counting on the next generation movies, focusing on Picard and never getting data right in any of those fucking movies. But all good things was an excellent way to end the series. Incredibly good. Um, Yeah. With the Glasgow. Yeah. The Glasgow smile. It was a cut in his face. Yep. They're going to need a do a Walking Dead Cinematic Universe Marvel Star Wars. Phil Tommy Flanagan was a very big actor in a lot of... He's been in a ton of things. I just said those two things, but he's been in, like, millions of shows. Like, like, if I brought up his IMDb, it would be, like, incredible how many things he was in. Does Oceanside exist anymore? Yes. They've got a couple of lip service mentions in Season 10. Uh, after the whole big fight... Somebody went back to Oceanside just to check in with them. So, yes, that is still a place. Felicia said, well, I'm devastated. Just finished the Grammys and BTS didn't win. Ooh, do, 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 do. Wait, what's that? BTS did not win. Hey, Big Kev. What's up, Phil? Just got back from the little casino. I missed your initial review. Did you give you a thumbs up or thumbs down? Thumbs up for this one, Big Kev, surprisingly enough. And I'll get back to Felicia's comment in a second. Big Kev, thank you so much for the super chat donation. You get a spin in the motherfucking wheel. Big Kev, you're amazing. You're incredible. Big Kev, 
Spin on the wheel. Spin the wheel. Big money, big money. No whammies, no whammies. Fucking hope you won big. There was some poker in this episode, Big Kev. That's, that's why it gets thumbs up. Ooh, ocarina fun. Uh, okay, so Big Kev. This uh, might be bad, might be good, but here you go. We get, you get a little bit of ocarina fun. Where let me get a little, uh, let me get a little music here for you. And uh, this, if if this is bad, I'm sorry, but uh, but here you go. Sorry about that. Big Kev, thank you so much for the Super Chat donation. If you donate again, I'll never do that again. No, I promise you. Thank you so much, Big Kev. You're amazing. Hope you did great at the, uh, the casino. Toast to you, my friend. Mm-mm-mm. Oh, gosh. Uh, he did go to the Prophets, but that might have been an interesting movie, seeing Voyager and the en- Enterprise trying to get Cisco back for some reason because of a big fight with the Borg coming up in the first contact movie. You know, like instead of the first contact movie that them going back in time and seeing the Zephyr and Cochran thing, which was interesting enough, but you could have had something more where they have to go find Cisco because somehow they need the prophet's help to stop the Borg. I don't know. Could have been cool. So there you go, Big Kev. Oh, Big Kev, we got another Super Chat donation. Can, come on, everyone. Oh, thank you, Big Kev. You are amazing. That is so sweet of, sweet of you. And Felicia, well, I'm devastated. Just finished the Grammys, and BTS did not win. But they did make history being the first K-pop group to be nominated, and they performed tonight. Felicia, awesome job on trivia the other night. I was watching it with a friend of mine, and we were enjoying watching, uh, watching uh, the Jeopardy episode the other night. And, uh, and yeah. So uh, if you haven't already, make sure you check out uh, Citadel Trivia. Some good trivia. Feel free to pop a link in the in the uh, in the chat if you want, or uh, Ian will do it for you in a second. Check out Trivia Nights on Fridays; uh, they're a lot of fun. Uh, so, uh, blah, 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 blah. Uh, I'm such a slow typer. I don't always join in, but I'm usually ninjing in there somewhere watching the, uh, watching the fun trivia action and answering questions myself and being like, oh, if I only type this out, I could be a, con- I could be a contender. But yes, fun stuff. Uh, blah, 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 blah. Let's continue down and into this chat. And thank you, Big Kev. Oh, and you got another spin. Let's just hope it doesn't land on Ocarina again. I forgot you got another spin. No whammies, no whammies, no musical performances. Oh, cool. There we go. There we go. Take a shot. And it says everyone take a shot. So everyone, whatever you're drinking, if it's wine, if it's beer, if it's coffee, if it's if it's vodka like me, whatever you're drinking, let's give a big toast out to Big Cab for being a generous motherfucker and helping me out tonight as well as Bliss, a sensitive man that as well that helped us out with some Super Chat tonight. That amazing stuff. Big toast to everybody and toast to you guys in the chat for spending some of your Sunday evening with me. Can't thank you guys enough. I'm not ending right now, but just giving you guys some thanks. Mm-mm-mm. So uh, let's scroll, scroll down, scroll down, catch up with the chat. From eating cats, it happens. 
Santivia says, it's my bedtime. Everyone take care. Take care, Santivia. Thank you so much for popping on in. You got, so you got a little bit of Star Trek talking tonight. <laughs> I mentioned, I at least mentioned Data. But yes, can't wait for some more Star Trek talk and might even do a little bit tonight, but I won't get into that discussion. Have a good night, Santivia. Hey, Phil, heads up. Talking Sopranos is live. Let's troll the actors. Is there any way uh, we could do sort of I wish I wish we had one of those <laughs> one of those things like they have on Twitch where you can invade you can raid someone's stream towards the end of the stream. We get all like our whole chat room just bounces into the talking surprise ones. The thing is, I don't think they're actually live. I think they pre-record that and then they do the premiere. So I'm not sure if Michael and Steve are actually, because if they were actually doing it live, I would totally do that. <laughs> they would, I'm, I want to try like my, one of my dream, 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 dream things at this point would be somehow to get Steve, uh, Sharippa on the on the Sopranos podcast. I know we're I know I'm so small. Like you know, we got like hundred or so people listening to uh, the Sopranos stuff every week, every two weeks when we do it. You know, maybe up to a couple hundred here and there. But I do feel like I want. I love to. Ha I love to just shit talk with Steve Sharippa. Get him on. Get him on my show. I can. I can get him to talk so much shit. And people, if you haven't and you like the Sopranos, I highly recommend the Talking Sopranos podcast even more than my own. It's very funny. Voyager's finale was also pretty good. Yeah, no, I agree. Voyager's finale was, and <laughs> Avengers Endgame ripped it, title and all. <laughs> Big Kev, you were the man. I haven't watched an award show in decades. Next award show, um, whether it, whichever the next one is, I would have done it tonight, but it's an actual Walking Dead episode. But I used to. I think I haven't done it in a few years. I think I'm, I probably haven't done it since 2000, 2018. But for a few years in a, in a row, I would do a live watch of one of those stupid award shows and kind of get drunk, set up the TV, have some house guests and watch it or even watch it by myself just to kind of make fun of it. Maybe we will do that next time. I was if excuse me, because I find enjoyment watching them out of stupid, you know, like watching them to rag on them and in occasion in almost betting or doing like a fantasy sports kind of gambling on not you know, not for real money you know for bragging right gambling <laughs> no real money and gambling on the winners and playing games with it and shit like that i think one a couple of years in a row we did sort of a uh, fantasy pick thing to see who our winners were and it's 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 just good cheesy fun so but i'll try to bring stuff like that back cuz they can be it can be kind of funny So thank you guys for dealing with my uh, silly, silly, uh, silly ocarina stuff. Jake says, uh, I am phones dying, had to change, uh, change personalities. Thank you for popping in. That's a second like, Jake. Spoiler alert, the prophets are like a bacteria living in someone's colon. Fucking love Alf. He hates cats. Thank you, Ian, for popping in that, uh, that uh, link. Everyone check that out if you haven't already. Half and half of the splash of coffee. I'm always down for some Trek talk. Changer, I'll have to get you on for a uh, for for Star Trek discussion. We'll have to. Uh, I definitely want to get Changa on at some point. I was, I was talking about before, but uh, oh, so anybody, uh, if you're here just for a Walking Dead discussion, um, I will 
I'll probably be on for another 10, 15, 20 minutes or something like that. Um, it's still a bit early and I'm still like an hour earlier in my head right now. Uh, so I'm still going to stay on for a little bit. But uh, if you have any questions about The Walking Dead from this point on, feel free to pop it in the live chat. But discussion is pretty much open for any topic that you want to throw into the chat. If anyone has any questions about anything specific, kind of head in that random direction at this point. And Changa, absolutely want to get you on for some point to have some fun, fun discussion. Star Trek would be cool. Uh, I want to put together a little, a couple of uh, interesting Star Trek discussions. Uh, maybe even silly things like you know ranking all the movies or talking about a couple of select episodes and shit. We'll, we'll we can, we can talk about it at a later a later date um, after one of the uh, after one of the After Dark streams. <laughs> we'll we'll plan something out. Uh, but, but yeah, I'm, de I'm definitely done to do some Star Trek stuff, man. I can't wait for Amazon shows to come out. The tokens wheel of time are going to be awesome. I'm extremely interested to see how the Lord of the Rings series pulls out and the token series. I shouldn't say it called the Lord of the Rings series, the Similarian series uh, or whatever it's going to be. The, I like the creative team that they have working on. It's a lot of like the early crew from Game of Thrones stuff. Uh, so I'm, it's going to be a very well produced show and if they get if they get some of the casting absolutely right i think that could be that's going to be the main competition for the game of thrones spin-offs so i'd love to say we can live in a world where both of those shows are super successful and one of them but we but you know one of them's going to get the this is great and this is the pretender one and sort of thing so it's going to be interesting to see those two series and i try to watch the big ones, the Emmys, the Grammys, the Oscars and the Golden Globes, if I remember. Yeah, I, I like what I generally like watching all those shows just because you get to see random matchups of interesting celebrities or interesting performances, musicals, performances with artists that don't usually uh, perform together sometimes. Uh, so certain people that cut through the bullshit of it and anything to kind of gamble and go, I, I think this person's going to win. I like playing that game. Nicholas. Great to see Nicholas in the live chat. Oh, it is. It's like, it's a complete jerk. That's why it's like fun to turn it into like a drinking game, like a ridiculous, stupid drinking game. <laughs> but great to see Nicholas 18769. Great to have you in here, buddy. Trivia. The Academy members often don't even watch. No, totally. It's a whole big fucking stupid bullshit fest. And that's why that's why how I enjoy watching it is getting drunk and making fun of the whole fucking thing. That's the best. I love this track. Open topics. Um, one member of the Academy said he voted Big Hero as best animated film because the other two. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, ranking movies. Uh, two. Oh, uh, wasn't that year they slubbed the luck? Yeah, there's so much fucking shit. Uh, Big Kev with another super chat donation. Do you think Father Gabriel is one of the biggest turnarounds from all the characters? Hmm. I don't know if he's been completely turned around though. I think at times he's the one that makes you forget the most about what he's done because a lot of time has passed, you know? You kind of forget about the situations about what he's done. So I think you get the most sort of future Stockholm goggles with him. But I don't know if I'd ever consider him a good fucking person. So Big Kev. Oh, and Fernandez, 
T. Holy shit. Thank you, Fernandez T. You're a motherfucking amazing person, buddy. So we got two super chats to spin the wheels for Big Kevin Fernandez. You guys are incredible. I really do appreciate it. And I need to get some, what I need to do is get some wheel spinning music. That's what, that's what I need to do. So let's, let's, let's pull this. Let's, let's do some wheel spin. This isn't really wheel spinning music. Ah, Phil, I'm sorry. I'm giving it all she's got. Well, we need some fresh, fresh music cues. This sounds like more of like a porn thing that, no, no, no. We need something better for, better for spinning a wheel. Let's, let's try this one. This is more exciting. This is more exciting. Yeah, this is more, hey, everybody, welcome to Boston. It's time to spin a wheel. Let's die. Oh, yes. Oh, and Ellie, too. Oh, Ellie, you're amazing. We got, well, Joe drink. I don't have a Joe, so I have to drink. Mm. That's one. Oh, for Fernandez T, because you're amazing. Spin the wheel again for Fernandez T. Please don't land, 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 land. Oh, no, no more drinking. No more drinking. No more drinking. Oh, no. More of this. You got play the spoons or play percussion, play drum. I can't really do this. Let me do it. Sorry, uh, this is only the only thing I'll ever make a promise as I speak quietly now because I wasn't just loud playing a fucking spoon. <laughs> Fernandez T, tr next time I'm on anytime before the hours of eight o'clock, I owe you a full drum solo on my drum on my drum set back there. Or if you want to send me an email at I got gmail.com, I will send you a drum solo tomorrow afternoon or sometime this week. Or I just owe it to you for next time because I can't really play drums loud right now because it's 1230 and I have a neighbor that's downstairs sleeping. And uh, so I can't really do that right now, unfortunately. But and that so that was kind of a weak spoon solo to kind of supplement my bullshit and ellie for you where we go and yes if you're in the live chat right now and you're enjoying this or not, you know you're, you're thinking it's all right it's having an okay time it's not bad and uh fuck another drink this thing's rigged so yes fernandez t i owe you a drum a drum fun i owe you either conga solo a bongo solo or a drum set solo one of the one of the above Yes, but your but Fernandez, your uh, your spin of the wheel was the one that landed on drum solo, so I owe it to you. <laughs> I just bought all the Lord of the Rings books at a thrift store, hardback, three dollars each. So thank you guys so much for all those super chats. That makes amazing. That makes me feel amazing. I'm I'm drunk. I'm fucking babbling. After the Lord of the Rings episode, Amazon is going to be ranking up all kinds of Lord of the Rings sales, Funko Pops. Yeah, so buy that shit as you can now. And thank you, Len. You are amazing for being out there supporting and pushing it. Very much appreciate it. Atari says, I want the Lord of the Rings to be good, but I feel like they're going to turn it into a Game of Thrones, which is ugh, like trying to turn the Justice Link into the Watchmen. I'm very fearful of them trying to do that, but I do. I am excited about the time period that they're kind of facing and going into on the Game of, on the Lord of the Rings series. I think it's open for a lot of possibilities if they get, they get the look and the feel right and they don't try to be too cloying or copying what Game of Thrones is doing. Or trying to do, but I think it's going to be an interesting balance because 
I don't know if House of Dragons is going to be doing what people want Game of Thrones to be doing, uh, or if it's going to be big spectacle, or and it's good, or it's going to be more intrigue kind of stuff, or if the I don't know. I'm very curious. I I like all the creative members I see having on it, but the last thing from this universe that came out were the Hobbit movies, and I thought those were horrible. So it's at that point where it's more of a, they need to, this next thing is really important if this is going to continue to be a thing. You know, if we're going to continue to be diving into this universe. And so I'm sort of at a, I'm not sure. I do think a television series is a good place to explore some of those stories and and now with where they are with money and where they can do with special effects with the easy sort of money that they can put into things and to create these big spectacle stuff I think you can do some of that first some of that interesting stuff that they're going to do and yeah I think they have that has potential for a really exciting series if it's done right or it's going to be really really bad and I know those are I doubt it's going to be okay I think it's going to either be really good or really bad. And I know that's a weird thing to say, but that's kind of my vibe about the Game of Thrones series. Not the Game of Thrones series, the Lord of the Rings series. I'm more dubious or more worried about House of Dragons than I am about... Because I think I'm more invested into it that I really want... Because we, I still live in a world where the, the Lord of the Rings movies exist. And all three of those movies were great representations of the books. And it concludes a series well. One of the best put together trilogies existing as a trilogy on its own exists. Game of Thrones, from a television standpoint, from a television broadcast standpoint, is marred by that end of the series. People talk about it. It gets talked about a lot anytime the series gets mentioned. And it gets brought down in sort of a mainstream exchange about that. So what these prequel series need to do or these other prequel sequel series of Game of Thrones need to do is sort of remind an average audience what they liked about the series and try to get a fraction of that back and repair it and continue to have great stories within that universe again. The Lord of the Rings has that perfect thing. The television series of Game of Thrones is not perfect in its completion and it has a chance to do something even better in the future. You know, maybe not complete the whole entire series, but I just mean from a television show standpoint. And I'm not saying it's House of Dragons or it's this animated series or it's going to be Dunkin' Egg or it's going to be something. I do think it has potential for one of these stories to be a really great series. So I'm, it's not that I'm more invested in Game of Thrones as a franchise than the Tolkien universe, Tolkien universe, but I, maybe a little bit. I would say if my universes that I'm invested in more in the Game of Thrones universe than the Token universe. But I'm invested most in the television universe. You know, I want to see good TV. I want to see good shows. So I hope both are awesome. I hope both these series are awesome. But I'm more concerned about House of Dragons going into a world where people are still going to be pissed off about Game of Thrones two years from now when that series comes out. And come into like with an attitude going into that series going, pfft. See? See? And I'm not talking about the Game of Thrones fandom that's going to, you know, give things a try. I'm talking about those average fucking assholes that are going to be 
not average, like they're average people, but the average everyday, which are the important people that sell shit, you know, that, that will be driving HBO to keep producing franchise, the franchises we want to see or the series we want to see. You know, HBO is looking for that golden goose to make that money. And they need your mom that got into the uh, got into the final season of Game of Thrones to come back and get into it again and get invested in one of these new Game of Thrones series. And really, really what you need her to do is oh, sorry, I was rubbing my nose. I had to really get in there for a good scratch. Um, you need that first episode just to grab people. Whatever that first pilot episode of House of Dragons is needs to grab the average person that's going to be tuning into that first episode that might not tune in if they don't like that first episode again. They're going to go in to go, win me back, Game of Thrones. Win me back, Miguel Shabushnik. I don't know how I feel about the casting of Matt Smith as Damon. I like him as an actor. I just don't think he looks anything like the character. Um, I'm going to get more into that kind of stuff with Joe in a couple, couple weeks after the final of the Walking Dead thing. We're going to do a Game of Thrones discussion with a, with a catching up Joe with news about the prequel series. But I'm not a big fan of Matt Smith either as an like I like him as an actor. But, you know, but I've learned over time to never judge an actor by the casting until I see them play the part. I personally have never really connected or enjoyed Matt Smith in, in much but I do think he's a talented guy and I'm going in there wanting him to you know show me something at a bookstore they had the Hobbit next to the movie Blu-ray box set and I was uncontrollably <laughs> they turned that tiny little book into a 10-hour movie exactly like if they had just turned the Hobbit if they had just done one two-hour movie they could have probably produced a decent Hobbit, but they tried to turn it into another Lord of the Rings sort of epic, crazy trilogy battle thing with the with the dwarfs, and it just didn't work. It just didn't work, and it looked stupid. See, like what Sean says in the live chat, he speaks for a lot of people that hear those words right now and it just makes them sick. Like they hear Game of Thrones and they're automatically triggered to uh, like how people were triggered by Lost for years. Excuse me for one second. Okay, that felt good. I needed some water. <laughs> Still, I like the way that Martin Freeman plays Bilbo more than Elijah Wood plays Frodo. It's not even about the performances in that. And I think the scene that I liked his performance of Bilbo really, really well received by me was the scenes with Gollum, with the riddles and all of that. That's where I felt like he, that must have been when how he got cast. Because that scene was the main point where I really felt like I was watching Bilbo Baggins and I think that worked I think after that first movie they didn't everything they really did with Bilbo after that they didn't really have much he wasn't really a character that was changed by anything in the movies and 
I don't know, the Hobbit, Hobbit as a, the Hobbit as an epic movie trilogy tale is a failure. The Hobbit story is an engaging story. And if you sort of edited the actual Hobbit out of those three ridiculously long unneeded movies, like if you had done a, like a fan edit, I'm sure it exists online somewhere. Like fan edits are everywhere. I'm sure there's, I'm sure there is one like the, like the Star Wars fan edits and all that sort of stuff. I'm sure there's a Hobbit one where they piece together the pieces of the just the Hobbit story from the trilogy and put it together in like a 90 minute sort of movie edit. I think it could have been decent. You know, I don't like I don't like the film stock, you know, the 3D, the the 4D sort of or you know, the 60 frames per second shit that they shot on to make it look all cartoony at times in the theater when I saw it. But mm, but if you, there was enough in there that could have been a decent single movie, like, a, and you geared a little bit toward more towards kids. Like, I don't know the exact numbers, but what is it's? If you even think about the pages difference, how many pages are in the Hobbit? Like, three hundred pages, two hundred pages, three hundred. Like, could be more, but and and what's each Lord of the Rings book? Well, I mean, the Lord of the Rings, Two Towers, and the Return of the King are like, what, like five hundred each, maybe more? I, I might even be underselling, like. So if we're, or I, I don't know, I'm not good with page numbers. I'm, I'm exaggerating. Like, but whatever, you know what I mean. Either way, even if each one of them are 250, it's like we're dealing with like so many more pages in the same amount of movie time. No, 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 no. Stop it. Stop it, please. Every universe has a Godfather. It has to. This is an unpopular opinion, but I thought the White Council stuff was fine. If in the appendix, I'm kind of curious about those events went down. Was originally going to be its own movie. The words Game of Thrones still make me sick. The second Star Trek in the reboot series in The Hobbit. Uh, hey, Felicia. Uh, I need a pattern. Don't put Cumberbatch in the second movie. It will bomb. A way to remember what ruined it. Being with the elves, they fell in love. That's what, Oh, and they had the Kate from Lost whole thing mixed in there with her as an elf. And yeah, it was. they just stretched it out too much. Too much, too much, too much, too much. And too much Cumberbatch. Don't put Cumberbatch. The dwarf started getting cartoony after a while, but the Hobbit has some good parts. The Hobbit, Hobbit story has some good parts, for sure. I love the Hobbit battles, but them changing too much of it ruined it for me, but it had good visuals. Exactly what I'm saying for Nindus T. Like, again, I want to watch that fan edit of it <laughs> because I do think there's one good movie you could, you could, uh, you could, cut from all three of those movies like just cut a short follow the hobbit story and just produce something that actually fucking works feels like tv is finally coming back still like two years till percy jackson but at least that's happening it does seem like we have a lot of good shows on the horizon that are really going to that seem yeah they're continuations on franchises but we do have some new stuff that's poking up here and we get a lot of other fun shit we've got just got a lot of like fun shit. Sorry, Big Kev getting in there. His super chat's finally showing on the screen. Thank you, Big Kev, for those super chats before. But there was a lot of cool stuff. I guess they announced that they're doing a uh, a boys spinoff too, which is I did, which is kind of crazy to me. They're doing a uh, a preview or a prequel or a boys teenage version or something. I was reading about. I don't know why all the super chats are popping on screen right now, but finally you guys are getting your on-screen thanks for those super chats. Really do appreciate it. Game of Thrones has become everyone's lactose intolerance. Good in the beginning and then... 
but yeah, it's going to be fun in the next couple of years to see some of these new series that are coming and some of these big series that have been on for a few years that are ending. I'm curious how Ozarks ends up ending. Um, and I'm glad Netflix is at least giving them the chance to end, unlike some other Netflix series that haven't got the same chances to end. Uh, Better Call Saul's heading in for its final season. Say what you want about The Walking Disaster. It's also heading into its final season. So certain era of of uh, that mid-2000s, uh, 2010s to this time period, television shows are starting to come to an end. Uh, and it's going to be cool to see what takes over as the next generation of big shows so we need a lord of the rings zombie spinoff game of thrones has become everyone's luck i like that oh wait i remember what ruined it yeah yeah it was it got a little stretched out it got a little stretched out wait i mean hollywood is basically saying wait why don't we just give tv shows movie budgets at this point yeah because they're realizing that and this might change over time and it may maybe it's changed already, but I would at least say this is true from a couple of years ago and leading into even right now. TV is the only place where you're getting somewhat creative storylines. A lot of big budget movies that are coming out, if they're coming out and there and someone can point out one here and there. I'm talking in generalities here that Hollywood movies for the most part now are big action blockbusters or or dirty, low-ball, improv kind of comedy movies. And those are the kind of movies you're getting. You're not getting a lot of kind of risky cinema that you got, that you get at different ages. You know, you're back into sort of a cycle like you got in a certain era of the 80s where it was just all sort of automatic pilot, 80s, 80s pilot kind of movie. And yeah, you got some good movies in that stretch too. And you're getting some good movies now, but it's still sort of, you're not getting a lot of super creativity. I would say you got more creativity in movies in the early 2000s and the 90s with with uh, interesting sort of filmmakers at their peak of, of kind of proving themselves. And I think a lot of those smart creatives in this generation happen to come through more of a television standpoint. And television is where that sort of creativity is happening when it is happening. And yes, you're seeing it sometimes in movies too, and people will point out this independent filmmaker or this movie maker that's still making great stuff. And I'm not saying there aren't great, interesting movies being made that have points and tell stories that are deep. I'm saying that more risks in a general standpoint are being taken in television series than are being taken in Hollywood movies right now. Oz did not have a good final season. Supernatural ended. Go watch. The Hobbit was supposed to be Bilbo's stories. Got overshadowed by the dragons and the dwarves. And the, the, the dwarves. They're like dwarves, but slightly drunk, Ellie. I want the Lord of the Rings to rock. Please be fucking good. And uh, cans, canned films to ensure some returns and investments. Yes, I, absolutely. Because movies that you know that are going to make certain amounts of money, that even if they're not good, they're going to sell certain audiences that are just going to go out to see them and you're going to make enough in that first weekend anyway because people are going to be curious because, you know, 
Superman's in the movie or some someone's in the movie or whatever. Or you have a big action name like a Superman versus Batman. Or something. So it doesn't matter if you make a crap movie. And yeah, I know I'm going to trigger some of those Snyder fans, but whatever. That's a crap movie and that you brought people out to see because you bring those two names in. So whatever. It's a you, you put movie where you have them fire, make you bleed, say a bunch of cliches to each other. And then they all get, get along at the end because they're like, Martha. I said Martha. And then they fight a big fucking monster, a big fucking CG monster. Beep, 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 schlock, bullshit, blam. Uh, make make enough money you know produce another one piece of shit let's make another one let's make another one print your money and then you go on automatic pilot it's not just i'm not attacking that kind of movie i'm just saying there's been a lot of times in hollywood once a movie they they balk on trends because they want to make investments back and if a movie like say i'm just using this as an example like when Pulp Fiction kind of hit and broke through the mainstream, it allowed a lot of other interesting ideas or films to be brought to the mainstream movies like, you know, Seven or Twelve Monkeys or some shit like that. Like movies that wouldn't necessarily have, I think, been allowed to get big budgets and produced on high levels if you didn't have other people making interesting movies that already were making money. So movie studios would be like okay fine you may we can make money off this stuff okay so then you can do your interesting picture if we can make money and now they're seeing that you can you know make money on just making automatic power that's not to say that you know what's going on in the marvel universe isn't you know deep it daredevil wasn't the most amazing television series in years or wandavision i really fucking enjoyed or you know endgame and and infinity wars weren't excellent conclusions to those 12 15 movie arc that they built up you know like some people do it good you know they started the trend so they're you know kevin feige knows what the fuck he's doing not every movie's a winner but he has a direction he's facing this so he knows how to produce these movies and can protect it from ha everybody and in like and mickey's mickey's getting his uh, you know his mafia oh you can do what you want as long as i keep getting my money ha but once you stop making money you're gonna get my mouse hand up your ass just like star wars ha 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 you know until that point you know, he's letting Foggy do what he wants. You know, I don't know how much the mouse has his fucking puppet head up Foggy's ass, but, you know, it's it's working with Marvel to a certain extent. But you know what I'm saying. And I feel like generally, and yes, I can think of specific examples where this isn't necessarily true. You have some people making taking some chances in movies and taking some chances within the genre, whether you want to point out a Deadpool or a Joker or whatever, that like those movies like those that are sort of picking apart the genres and taking chances and the successes of Deadpool open it up for potentials of other movies breaking down the mainstream and sort of trying different things and yeah so i don't know i'm talking out my ass a little bit i'm a little drunk and doing an after show random discussion so blah 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 blah. let's get into the live motherfucking chat the 90s actually weren't that great in a lot of aspects back then it was just expected summer blockbusters would would be schlocky would would be schlocky direct oh we got godzilla coming out soon phil did you see the Transformers movie. I did see the first Transformers movie, and and, uh, and yeah, they, I don't really. I'm not not a big Bay, Michael Bay movie fan for the most part. Shin Godzilla. I can't get those damn Wandavision songs out of my fucking head. <laughs> it's, it's Agatha all the time. Because you're old enough for Generation One Transformers. Oh, I am old enough. I remember when Transformers first came out. 
When people say the Transformers movie, I think of that first Transformers movie and crying when uh, Optimus Prime got killed. And then they got pissed because they introduced that whole new generation of Transformers. I fucking hated it. Attack on Titan Mango ending in April. I started binge watching Catch Up. It's a reboot of sorts. Basically portrays Godzilla as a natural disaster and depicts the Japanese government response to something like that. Oh, interesting. I'll have to try to check that out at some point. And I knew it was Agatha all the time. Snakes on a motherfucking plane, motherfucker. <laughs> oh, my goodness. It's very tightly edited, bouncing back and forth between various government agencies responding to emergencies of Godzilla. It sounds boring, but very well done. Oh, I'll have to check that out at some point. That actually does sound kind of interesting. I'm more interested than that than I'm completely interested seeing. I don't know. I'm very curious. I'm curious about the Godzilla versus King Kong because I am a friggin' like, oh, I'm gonna, I can't wait to watch them beat each other up. I, you know, can't wait to watch two big CG sl- schlocky monsters beat the crap out of each other. I'm excited. Am I excited for that or am I excited to uh, excited to uh, find some extra silliness with it? So let me toast one or two more drinks with you guys tonight and then start to call this a stream. Again, thank you so much for all of you guys joining me tonight. If you have any last-minute questions, was it 1246? We'll, I will be ending this at or before one at about 1 o'clock. I know I keep adding like 15 minutes. I was like, oh, I'm stopping at 1230. Stop at 12. But legitimately you'll stop it stop it like one i'll start to wrap this up right now um one more drink right now for you guys toast to you Mm-mm-mm. i liked bumblebee anyone else that girl's cute on top of it i like bumblebee too and yes she was uh the, the movie bumblebee or the character bumblebee the movie bumblebee was one of the better of the transformers movies i thought i enjoyed it and bumblebee was always one of my favorite characters him and I, Grimlock, Lord of the Dinobots. I liked Grimlock a lot, too. It had Spock, yo, and Gaveltron. It did. I mean, that that was a great... It had that song and shit. That was a great movie. Which is why Tom Cruise is riding the Mission Possible unit until it becomes impossible. Is there going to be a John Wick 4? Probably. (laughs) I would would definitely think... I think Keanu's game... But I do know he's flocked in... We got the Matrix in December, too. I don't know how I feel about a new Matrix movie. how do people feel about a new Matrix movie? Like, I thought, I didn't love, I didn't, I didn't like, I kind of liked the two sequels. I generally really like the first Matrix movie. I think it's a good movie. I don't know if it's a good movie because of Joey Pants or if it's a good movie uh, be, or because of uh, Lawrence Fishburne's performance. Because it's not necessarily a good movie because of Keanu. I think Keanu became a better actor, like, post the matrix i think he was it's definitely it was very much whoa phase during that um but i mean he worked his ass off in that and he had, he was injured too like he had had some weird back injury that's why he couldn't do a lot didn't do a lot of kicks in it but yeah keanu is a I don't know. I, I like him better than i think he's an amazing actor but he's definitely in had some good performances and i'm interested in seeing the new matrix movie but i'm not expecting great things from it i'm glad that i'm getting it on hbo max so i don't have to go to a theater to see it ellie another super chat donation ellie you are so freaking sweet thank you so much i did cry like a wolf here we go last call for alcohol everyone spin the wheel one more time for ellie thank you ellie for being sweet and amazing and doing the super chat donations and all of you guys tonight that meant means so much to me i landed on uh, okay, yeah, here we go. It landed on 
I feel bad just because someone said earlier it always lands on sandwich. It did land on sandwich. So I am going to take a bite of a sandwich for Ellie in a second here. And I'm also pulling, pouring one more drink for myself. Speaking of The Walking Dead, who who wants Carol to freestyle rap? I've, I mean, there's a whole there's a whole subreddit dedicated to that, you know, wanting Carol to rap. <laughs> no, I don't think there really is. Merle, I love you, buddy. You're, it's always awesome to have you in the live chat. Oh, man, that original Transformers movie with Orson Welles was a shit. Brutal. Most of my toys didn't make it out of that movie alive. M me as well, Fernandez T. That was one of those things about that movie. Like... I think that was a credit to the age of children's entertainment that that movie was one of those first things that really, I mean, except for real, but like movie wise and TV wise really taught me about disappointment, <laughs> you know, like, like that, that, that movie, like kids were crying and shit over that stuff, you know, and like all your toys got wiped out early on and you, all your favorite characters. It was just, Whoa, that, that, I remember that being a very intense moment. Did he even have two pages of dialogue? I don't think so. He just, he, Keanu, like, let's, let's not, let's not, I'm not going to mince words here. Keanu looks good on camera. And I don't mean he looks good on camera, but he films really well. He always has. And he has a charisma about him. Like when he delivers certain lines of dialogue and he knows how to deliver one-liners and he seems like a really sort of affable, friendly guy. You get a feeling that like people like working with him. He's got a good attitude and he seems like a friendly, you know, like generally you see him in interviews. He's like goofy over the top because he's, he's awkward about it. And I generally don't have anything bad to say about Keanu. You know, jams in his band, plays bass. You know, he's not a tremendously great bass player, but. You know, he rocks out and you know, he feels genuine. You know, he feels like a genuine rocker kind of guy that's like duty. You know, he's a, he's a little dude like and whatever. But I wouldn't call him an excellent actor. I mean, he's a. He, yeah, no, no. Like he's had some great performances, but I think some movies are good to, in spite of him. Like Devil's Advocate, for instance. Is I like that movie a lot. It's one of, I like Al Pacino in it. Charlize Theron is extremely awesome in it. Like she plays, it's a tough role for her, but she's awesome in it. And I think Keanu at times in that movie almost ruins it. It's like moments where I really, really look at that movie and I wished it was Matthew McConaughey. Because like, I think that he plays like a southern lawyer. I think they were like in my mind, they're trying to get Matthew McConaughey and they couldn't get him because he was like, I play a lawyer too much. I'm not doing it again. I'm going to go play Woody Harrelson's brother in Ed TV or I'm going to go be in Ed TV or something like I don't know if that was ever the case but Keanu's like trying this southern accent like a Florida accent in the movie and it just doesn't work I'm a lore I'm a lore but he still like looks good on he still like pulls off some emotional moments because he looks good on camera he can really present it you know whatever he seems like a good guy and I, I and I'm glad he's had also the success that he's had, but I don't think he's like, yeah, he's, he's not a great, great actor. I wouldn't call him a great actor, but I don't know. People might disagree. Uh, Duke was supposed to die in GI Joe movie, but they decided not to go after that. After the backlash, they got an Optimus Prime's death and said they put him in a coma. You think the last episode of The Walking Dead is the zombies killing all the main cast? No, Jay. I think it's going to be something more along the lines of a just flash forward 30 years and we're going to see like a world that 
is okay and adjusts to zombies and old man Rick sitting in a chair dying like the like like how Don Corleone dies in The Godfather spoiler alert like sitting in a chair like chasing his grandkid around and choking on an orange or something it's gonna be something like mellow like that where the walkers are an af- walkers are an afterthought but I would like but, but I would like your ending a lot better if that makes sense. I I would rather you be writing for The Walking Dead, Jay, if that's if that's what you're suggesting. I think that's how they started Transformers and G.I. Joe's because no one died in the series, but for kids, so understandable, but they always wondered why Transformers and no one died from the lasers. It's true. Keanu is awesome. He's aw- he's awesome in a lot of movies, but I would never call him a great actor. And I know that's a weird thing to say, but I think Keanu's awesome in a lot of shit. I think he works in a lot of shit. I think he's 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 I think Al Pacino is awesome in that movie and he pulls up Keanu. Keanu's good in a couple scenes, but I think if you have someone like a better actor in that, you had someone like I don't know. I I don't want to start naming better actors, but if you had someone like Johnny Depp or Brad Pitt or Matthew McConaughey, okay, I named three better actors. If you had uh Someone's going to say, no, no, Keanu's better than all three of those. Mm-mm. I put Keanu more in the Sasha LaBeouf category of acting. <laughs> Keanu is good in Devil's Advocate. I like a Southern accent. Okay, fair. I don't. <laughs> Keanu is your friendly neighborhood, happy, go- lucky stoner. That's why everyone likes him. Peter was a great voice actor. Also, Phil, there's no spoilers for 50-year-old projects. <laughs> the fine. Good point. The final issue of the comics involves an adult Carol getting into a dispute with Maggie's kid when Carl, oh, Carl, adult Carl, getting into a dispute with Maggie's kid when Carl kills a zombie he was using as a sideshow performance. Hmm. Interesting. So they can't really do that ending in the, uh, in the new show, in the show. So it has to be something different. But they could do something like similar. Someone said that last week, I believe. You could do something similar with Judith. Bill and Ted was a great movie. I think Keanu holds his own. I wouldn't call him a great actor, but that was his exception. I think in a few of those scenes, uh, Jay, he really kills it. Like in that scene where he, not where he come, where Pacino's like the, in the uh, in the paintings all moving in the background, and Pacino's giving him the "You got to grab a buddy." Like when he when Pacino first comes out, not the big final speech, but I think Keanu definitely has extreme charisma that comes out and he brings it to the table. But you said it well there. Like he's not a same happens in point break. Like he's not like, he's not a good actor in point break, but there's something, something fun about his performance. I would say the same thing about him in speed too. Like there's, he's always like, there's an affability about him on screen. There's like a, just a natural likability, even if he's not the best with dialogue. Sometimes he says dialogue like this, and that's fine. You know, it works. He he emotion he emotes. I didn't mean to turn the back half of this podcast into a ragging on Keanu Reeves kind of podcast. So, <laughs> but oh, Cadigan's here. Cadigan's here. Right as I'm about to end things, Cadigan pops in the live chat. But it's great to see Cadigan in the live chat. Cadigan. This is gonna. This is gonna sound shocking. You may. You may downvote. Downvote this video. Uh, block me forever. I actually kind of liked this episode of The Walking Dead. This was the first episode in maybe three years that I could say without trying to make it up and and be like, oh yeah, it was okay. It was dude. It was like good music here. I actually didn't hate this fucking episode. 
it's a sign of the actual apocalypse that you know if joe liked it too we're lucky he isn't here tonight if he liked it too you know all go all goes to hell i did i did i got teary-eyed and got emotional and i got deep and I took my shirt off and I and I went <laughs> and I cried my cried myself to sleep on my gigantic pillow. <laughs> but yes, I did I did I did uh not hate this episode. But I'm gonna get this last drink of the evening, this last toast to Cadigat. Cadigat, thank you so much for jumping on in here at the last minute. Very much appreciate it that uh you're able to pop in in so many kind faces and eyes tonight popping in on this podcast. And if you haven't and you're in this chat right now, right before the end of this stream, make sure you hit that like button. Thank you to our friends coming over from the after dark, from Tony popping in to say hello. Thank you to all of our old school friends of me, the FOPs popping in the chat, and all of our new folks joining in thank you guys for sticking with me through my long silly break and now that we're back into the rhythm i'll be back again next sunday night but i will be back before then too those of you that enjoy random sopranos discussions uh we'll be watching the episode a another toothpick on wednesday evening with matt that's the episode with burt young bobby bacala's father uh guest appearance if you haven't seen the sopranos i don't want to spoil the episode but if you have that's a fun episode and i can't wait to talk about that what we're going to do is watch the episode live and talk about it i can't show it on the screen but i'll be watching it on my phone while i am while i am while my myself and my co-host matt are discussing the episode so i'll be on wednesday evening please join me for that also, if you haven't already and you guys have a Twitch and like watching video game stuff, please subscribe to me on Twitch. It's Phil the Issues Guy. You can find me there. Mainly been playing Nintendo stuff right now, but I'm going to play in all sorts of stuff as I get it. Uh, playing like Smash Brothers, Zelda games, going to maybe do another run of Breath of the Wild, Fire Emblem, uh, Mario 35, some other random stuff. So if you haven't already... Follow me over there. Uh, I usually stream on Wednesdays or Tuesday afternoons or early evenings. Sometimes play some old Nintendo games, Super Nintendo games, that kind of stuff. Always taking requests. Might start, might stream the Game of Thrones video game again. It's been a while since I played it. So jump on over there if you'd like. Got Trying to hit the 50 followers over there. I'm at 40. Just started a couple weeks ago. So, uh... So yeah, if you're if you're into the twitchy things, please follow me over there. Or even if you're not, create an account, never use it, follow me over there. Uh, and I might occasionally do some podcast stuff over there as well, but mainly video game stuff. So if that's not your thing, you know, don't bother. But if it is, follow me over there. Um, and yes, you can help me on Patreon as it popped in. Phil, if that's okay, you like this episode. I still believe in your criticism review of other other over the other fanboys here on YouTube. <laughs> And yes, definitely check out my OnlyFans coming up. I just have to get in a little bit better shape. You know, I'm a little flabby after the after the quarantine and so many M&Ms. Yeah, I mean, really when it comes down to it, you know, I've I've earned to become weak in like one episode. I don't uh, I don't I don't I don't lick labias and suck balls on every Game of Thrones I, every Game of Thrones. Oh, every Game of Thrones. Every uh every Walking Dead episode. But this one was well acted and I think even when you get a chance to watch it if you haven't even if you don't like it you'll be able to appreciate that the three actors in this episode gave good performances and I think that's what I'll take out of it even if some of it was still walking dead this doesn't make sense this is comfortable bullshit here and there and walking around the 
you know, some things doesn't, something needs to happen that makes sense here for this to happen. I think any of that stuff was overcome by three good acting performances in this episode. So, yeah. <laughs> no, I don't. I, I don't category that. I'd be embarrassed when no one would join it. You know, it would basically be me doing uh, cooking tips. I'd be showing you how to make uh, stuffed shells and pizzas and stuff. Awesome. Maybe I will. I haven't played. Uh, I have not played that game yet, but uh, I know you guys want you want to see me play that because you want to see me play a glitchy fucking mess. Right, Atari Dad? <laughs> oh, my goodness. Frank Welker is one of the best voice actors of all time. Him. Uh, what's the guy who does Donatello and did freaking uh, Raphael as well in the original series. Uh, P Mr. Fry there. Uh, I'm blanking all their names. Uh Billy Billy West is another one. Uh, Joe DiMaggio, like th there's a lot of really amazing. Pretty much everyone that worked on Futurama, <laughs> and uh, but yes, uh, Frank Welker is absolutely one of the Robert Paulson. My name is Robert Paulson. That's his name. <laughs> Merle's like, if I say I like this episode one more time, he's gonna he's gonna he's gonna. <laughs> vehemently dislike my video and and uh, we're, we're not gonna be friends anymore but you know what guys it's about that it's about that time I it should probably do it and what's fucked up is right now I'm in that kind of mood where I probably could talk for another two hours I'm kind of I'm kind of feeling that I, I have the I, I got the power but it is time to yeah it is thank you Tim one more drink for Cadigat toast to Cadigat Oh, I got to, uh, Atari Dad. I was actually lucky enough to meet Billy West too at one of those convention stuff. It exists somewhere. I I have like an old video camera that has a lot of stuff I didn't like upload. Uh, but I got to talk to Billy West a little bit, and uh, he's a he's a really cool guy. He's a really cool guy, and uh, he he was chill. Uh, and who else did I get to talk? I got to talk to the girl that did the voice in the Walking Dead video game. Uh, she was really, she was really awesome too. Some of those things I never, I never, I got to go through some of those old videos and maybe put them out there. A lot of them were a lot of years ago or, and it was right around the time I got sick. So it was a lot of those videos kind of got lost in the mix of that whole time period that got a little weird. But yeah, oh, I still got a little bit of my shot. I couldn't quite finish that. So I got, I got to wait. I got to wait until I finish the drink, but thank you so much to everyone in the live chat. Like I said, if you haven't already, hit that like button on your way out of here. Share it. Hit the, hit the share button. Share the channel somewhere with a friend or just out there. It helps this channel reach more and more people in these videos, reach more and more people. We say fucking shit and ass a lot in these videos. So YouTube isn't going to be suggesting this to people in the ways that they would normally suggest this. So please, I count on you guys in the live chat to help other people join our silly group and keep the discussion going and speaking of which you want to keep the discussion going we do have a discord group that is housed by a couple of the old school amazing fops that keep that thing active and going and some fun weekly discussions so if you haven't jump on in there and keep the discussion going david is in there we got analysis that's in there all the time alan's in there and daniel's in there a lot lots of some good people pop in there so check it out and have fun over there and again everybody thank you so much oh wait i gotta finish this fucking a mm. thank you to our super chatters tonight you guys 
are amazing. And as I said before, especially right now, living in my own situation for the first time ever and piling up my bills and handling everything, I can't say enough how much all the support on Patreon or the Super Chats mean to me. It means more than ever. And you guys, and so thank you, thank all you guys, or any of you guys in the videos that help like the video and spread the video to more people. It helps me now more than ever to be able to keep doing this. So I'm glad next Sunday I will be back again every Sunday from from now to the foreseeable future pending you know things actually going on in life but sunday evenings 10 30 p.m back next week but also this wednesday evening eastern standard time about 6 p.m if you guys want to check out matt and i's soprano stream and as i mentioned twitch on probably tuesday i will be on live playing a little getting my ass kicked in some smash brothers so shots, shots, shots. Oh, is that is that a request for one more shot? I think I need to take one more shot. So yes, thank you guys. You guys are fucking amazing. Thank you so much. Let me take one more drink for you. Huge toast to everybody. Hey, huge toast to Ian for all the link sharing. We'll have Joe Dirty Locks back next week to tell me this was all just a shitload of fuck everyone huge totes to all of you guys and if you haven't already and you enjoyed this video as i mentioned a thousand times almost to repet repetition now please like the video please subscribe to the channel share it with a friend spread it spread it i know it's officially it's officially now the time has changed oh yeah you can get t-shirts as well at the spread shop store if you want to get some philly issues guy merchandise i gotta update some of that add my Samuel L. Jacket there. <laughs> A couple of other random stuff. Huge toast to all of you guys. Mm. Good night. Live motherfucking chat. Thank you, fandom. Thank you, Kattegat Ion, Atari, Merle, all of our friends. Asterisk, 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 celebrity bikini, Jake Cruz. All of our super chats tonight. Ellie, thank you so much. Big Kev, thank you so much. Fernandez T, you are so amazing. You're so appreciated. Bliss, a sensitive man. All of the super chatters, amazing. To all of our patrons, thank you for your support every month. Even through my big long break, you continue to support. And I hope you enjoy my little short videos I offer there. And uh, I'm going to be sharing a special after show discussion joe and i had after last week's episode about last of us television show share joe's thoughts on that uh on patreon so if you're one of our patreon members look forward to that sometime in the next month i'll upload that for you guys for special content so everyone guys i'll be back next week talk to you guys next time love you guys later